What is up? And welcome to Ask DLF. This is Taco Tuesday, Waffle Wednesday. It is just depending on whether you are in the United States here or you're one of our Australian friends enjoying their waffles on a Wednesday. And Tyler is on assignment, as we talked about, as, as you probably saw on Twitter. And I'm here with Addison. And I got no green screen for the first time here, Addison. Trying out a new camera. So if anything wonky happens, just let me know. All right, now you you're looking pretty good already. I like it a lot, so we should be all right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So yeah, how was your weekend? It was good. I went to the Lily World Series. I'm going again tomorrow because Holidaysburg is still going. So we're out here. We're enjoying Love it. it. <laughs> Love it. Keep it going. Yeah, I, I had a team here, just not that far from where I am, that won the Lily World Series, and it's been a cool story ever since. Mm. And uh, my actually, my oldest son is playing against some of the. Some of the guys that were on that team, which is pretty cool. So nice. Well, I'll yeah. Here so <laughs> we've got something brand new today, Addison. So like, not only is mm-hmm. it like just me and you, which is cool, but like, you know, we're gonna miss Tyler, and Tyler's okay. He's taking a much needed, much well deserved break. But uh, we are going to have a different sponsor for this show. This is the very mm-hmm. first time we have done this here on Ask DLF. So want to let everybody know that this episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, and it's the easiest way to play fantasy sports, especially now that it's legal here in Louisiana, which has been great. Last year, it was not, so I had to go to Florida when I was evacuating for a hurricane, but I racked up what I was, and I can't remember if I doubled or tripled my uh, my earnings there in best ball. But look, if you're watching nice. this show, like you absolutely know enough to get in there and and mix it up. Like you can play this best ball. You don't have to set any lineups. If you've never played underdog before, now's like the perfect time to try it out. You can sign up. This is I, this is an unbelievable deal. Honestly, you can use the promo code DLF. You deposit a minimum of ten dollars, but up to a hundred. You start playing daily fantasy, pick them player props, or season long best ball, including their world famous best ball mania three. With 10 million in prizes, including two million to the winner, looks mm-hmm. like underdog will find will also fully match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars into the code DLF, they're gonna match that hundred bucks, and that's not it. There's more, Addison. Believe There's it more. or not, <laughs> you get a free year of DLF premium subscription with that $10 deposit. So man, that is like an unbelievable deal. You guys need to make sure that you're doing that. And Underdog, it really is fun. It's been, it was fun for me to go mm-hmm. check it out. Have you played a lot of Underdog? Uh, yeah, I did a, I did a little bit back in uh, when I lived in Wisconsin and stuff because sports betting wasn't legal in Wisconsin, but Underdog was. So I, w- I was messing around with some player props and stuff in season. Cause that's another thing too. You got best ball now, but in season you can do the player props. You can do pick them games all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, not only just now with best ball, but also during the season too, to get involved with it. So it's, it's, it's really, really fun. And it truly is the easiest way to play. Like it's super simple just to get in there, do what you got to do and win some money. Absolutely. And all you have to do is click the link in the description below, sign up, visit or visit underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code DLF when you sign up. And if you're an existing member, by the way, by the way, you get an additional year added to your membership. So yes, you get something there too. So, but this show is not best ball. We're talking dynasty, and we are like, if we were ever going to have a show where you guys could ask us like literally anything, and we could go off on tangents, this is probably the one to do it. 
because I think me and Addison have that in us here where we could uh -huh. just get off talking about Marvel or something for a little while. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, feel free to ask us whatever, but we are here to talk about your dynasty fantasy football questions and it's getting close. We got two weeks of preseason in there. Alex chiming in here and says, happy Tuesday, guys. Happy Taco Tuesday, I think you mean. And he has a question. Thoughts on Romeo Dubs? So, you know, no, not Dubs. I like to call him Dubs, but it's Dobbs. Excuse me. Yeah. What would you sell him for and what price are you buying him? Are you seeing that he's actually getting very much like I feel like his price was higher a week ago? Uh, it potentially might have been then maybe cooled off a little bit, even though he did. He scored again this past weekend, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he's he's still chugging right along. And I've seen uh, very recently that a second round pick is kind of the current price for him, a 2023 or 2024 second round pick. And to be honest with you, I think I'm willing to pay that uh, because I think Dobbs is legit. And mm -hmm. it, it may, you know, you may be happy with him while he has Aaron Rodgers, then we'll see what happens post Aaron Rodgers, maybe in a year or two or whatever. But I think Dobbs is a legit wide receiver. I mean, he's been torching all of their all of the Packers like main cornerbacks as well, not just the backups, but the starters. And he's been doing it every day at practice. He's been doing it now for two weeks in the preseason. I think this dude is legit. And I think you'd be kind of foolish to sell now for a profit based on what you acquired him for. Unless it was like a first round pick or maybe if it was like a couple seconds, I might get in on it. But if it's just one future second, I'm in on, on buying Dobbs uh, for sure. And I actually offered in my home dynasty league, I offered the guy who has him, uh, Tony Pollard for Dobbs mm -hmm. and Cole Komet, non tight end premium. So that, and that was rejected. So oh. you can take with that what you will. <laughs> Interesting. It, he graded up pretty well for you, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, like not like a not like in the realm of you know George Pickens or any of the higher guys, but he was higher than I think initially people like he was going in rookie drafts, if I remember right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Like he graded like up there with with Alec Pierce, uh, with Jahan Dotson, uh, and uh, with Garrett Wilson. Though I gave Garrett Wilson a bit of a bump because he was kind of really close on a couple of them, like decimal places close on a couple of the markers that I'm looking at uh, right up there with Jalen Tolbert as well. He's also gotten a lot of hype as a Cowboys wide receiver too. So it's not like he just kind of is coming out of nowhere and he, yeah, he was a fourth round pick, but you know, he as of right now he's showing out and it's not like we haven't seen day three wide receivers do great. I mean, we just saw him on Ross St. Brown do it last year. So I think there's an opportunity for Dobbs and um, I, I do think he is legit. I think he, I think he definitely can be. What about Christian Watson showing back up to practice and some of the comments from Aaron Rodgers about you know veterans and things like that? We knew he liked veterans, so I think if you're in it, like especially in Dynasty, you're in it for the long haul anyway, right? But mm -hmm. you're sort of hoping for a second half, maybe I think to to be the the time where Romeo Dobbs pays off. But I don't right. know Christian Watson showing back up. I mean, I don't think you were as high on Christian Watson initially anyway, but. I don't know. Like, it was kind of exciting to see him back at practice, at least. Yeah, I, I've just never been a Christian Watson guy. If I wanted Antonio Gandy-Golden, I'd take Antonio Gandy-Golden instead. So I just, oh. I just, I've never been a Christian Watson guy. I never understood that. It was all just hype and draft capital, um, honestly, was, was where he was. But again, like we've seen day three wide receivers, 
see in the NFL, we've seen early round wide receivers fail because they are not actually as good as the prospects as the NFL thought they were. Um, so I, I think this is another one of the, the situations, you know, where the second drafted player is actually better than the first drafted player. It happens more than we like to admit. That's for sure. Alec, sort of confirming what we were talking about or what I said earlier, did three trades selling him first at the beginning of the hype and sold him for a fourth and Shakir. I'd be buying for a fourth and Shakir. Did you get him for a first, man? First. <laughs> That's incredible. That, that is incredible. I would absolutely take that because then, you know, you're for sure almost getting a better prospect anyway with, with um, possibly as good or even better of a likelihood of actually hitting so I, yeah that's that's an easy sell um let's see so check the uh check the private chat there if you will and i'll go back alec had another second trade superflex oh superflex triflex so three can start three qbs i imagine that means tony dobbs or dubs and a third for gibson and a second Gibson, man. Goodness gracious. Oh, this one's tough because I do like Kadarius Tony mm -hmm. as a hype player, like as a as a explosive player uh, with the potential mm -hmm. to do a lot. Dobbs, I said, was I think is on the path to being legit. It's just Gibson in a sec. Like Gibson overall should be worth more than the entire package, usually. <laughs> um, yeah. And then some people might say the second is worth more than the entire package as well. Um, but, man, I don't know. This one's close. I think I would end up taking Gibson in the second and just hoping that Gibson does something or finds a better situation or anything like that. Uh, and the second is nice because it buffers a lot of value and insulates a lot of that too. So um, I think I would take the Gibson in the second. Yeah. Like the I, what do you... What do you think about Gibson returning the kickoff and then Brian Robinson getting the first carry? Do you like, is there, is this one of those where this is about the point of the preseason where we started to realize what was the Washington running back that ended up starting and being good for like a season? Oh, he was like a oh, big no. fullback. I see. I, I can Somebody picture him that helped me out. Someone in the chat knows for sure. I see him in, yeah. my, in my head. I don't remember. We're gonna spend. Too I can't much time think of that. who it was, but <laughs> yeah. At, anyway, I this is a really interesting backfield to watch, obviously, and I think I'm definitely very scared of Gibson. You cannot sell him right now, right? I mean, like, you, what are you gonna get for Gibson? Well, I mean, if you can if you oh, can pivot off of him and get Kenneth Walker, I'm all in on it. Sure, but I just if you got Kenny, Kenneth Walker right now, any chance that you make you hit the accept button? No, definitely not. Gibson's a dead asset. You really can't sell him right now unless somebody thinks that they're getting a value on him. <laughs> That's, That's right. not actually a value. One more trade did Christian Watson and Dobbs for J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, take Dobbins. I'll take Dobbins too. Uh, chat saying Alfred Morris, Peyton yes. Barber. No, yes. That's what it is. Ed said John Riggins. Oh, that's going way back. But no, <laughs> Alfred Morris is who I was thinking about. Appreciate the help there. Yes, he... It, nobody believed it up until about this point. And there was like, oh, oh, crap. He might really be the starter. Mm -hmm. And he was pretty good. He was. Hey, we have a super chat real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pull that up. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Frank in, chiming in. Appreciate the super chat there. Uh, you can always do That's that. Right. And we get right to your question, as you, as you see. Ken Walker or 
Damian Pierce at 105, knowing what we know now. Interesting. No. No, no, no. No. <laughs> it's Kenneth Walker. Um, the only other running back that I would even consider taking at the 1.05, if it's not Walker or Brees Hall, is James Cook. I'm not taking a day three running back mm. in the first round, let alone in the top half of the first round. I get that Damian Pierce looks good and he should beat out Marlon Mack and all that other stuff and blah, blah, blah. But like I said this last week, we literally had a Houston Texans running back go for a thousand yards two, three years ago. It was in 2019. Carlos Hyde ran for a thousand yards on 250 carries and was the RB 27. It was actually outside the top 30 in points per game. He averaged less than 10 points per game. Because he didn't have any passing volume. Now, unless you want to project Damian Pierce to have some sort of a passing volume, potentially. But I still think Marlon Mack is a better pass catcher. And Rex Burkhead is for sure a better pass catcher. Um, so I'm not really projecting that for Damian Pierce. And it, it's just, I I really just don't understand why people love Damian Pierce so much. Like, I just, I <laughs> I don't I don't really know. Well, sure, he was underutilized at Florida, but like, I think he's just fine. And I'm not taking him at the 1.05. Kenneth Walker is so much better of a running back prospect with draft capital in a better situation as well. Um, and he's just, it's all around is Kenneth Walker. I feel like all the time we do this, like in the preseason, and then we look back and we're like, why the heck did we do that? Like, you know, last year, last year it was uh, Marcus Callaway where we were super high on him. He was looking great in the offseason. Oh, he's the only weapon there. He's going to start. He's going to get all the targets from Jameis Winston. And yeah, that didn't didn't work out very well once things got real in the real season. And mm -hmm. I just wonder, same thing here. Like Marlon Mack isn't just going away. I mean, I know Marlon Mack isn't like a superstar, but I feel like neither is Damian Pierce. There's a reason he split carries his entire career. And I think that's kind of what we're going to look at here too. Kenneth Walker, on the other hand, I think has like superstar type potential with right. Pete Carroll, who like likes to establish the run with anybody up there in Seattle. I think that's you're playing dynasty. You're not worried about the first few weeks. You're not worried about production right now. When you're making these draft picks, you take the better prospect, take Walker. And if that ends up being the wrong move, then that was an outlier and we don't chase outliers. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> All right. Appreciate that question. Oh, excuse me. Here we go. Let's go. B. Zaltzberg, 12 team, super flex, half PPR, start nine, sin rookie 106, receive Austin Eckler or Camara. My current top three running backs are Barkley, Travis Etienne, and Gibson. What do you think? Um, I'm going to man. So both of these players, I think, are solid values for the 1.06 in this year's class. Um, if And if I'm choosing between the two, I'm going to take Austin Eckler, A, because he's valued higher than Alvin Kamara right now. B, I think Austin Eckler has a better chance to outproduce Alvin Kamara right mm -hmm. now. And um, also, there's the possibility that if Kamara is not suspended this year, that the suspension goes into next year, and that's just going to hurt his value, uh, his dynasty value moving forward into next year because as of right now for these running backs at their age, it's really just the production that's really holding them up. As soon as that production starts to wane, their value is going to tank. We've already seen Kamara's value tank 
pretty significantly already to where Austin Eckler is actually still a top 10 dynasty running back because he was just the RB2 in fantasy and doesn't really seem like anything is going to change, especially in that offense with Justin Herbert and everybody. So I'm going to take Austin Eckler of the two over Kamara, and you have a pretty disgusting running back core uh, with that addition. So I'm going to say, okay, but Austin Eckler last season, I mean, that was obviously it was, it was maybe his best season. Sure. Alvin, Alvin Kamara was in one of the worst offenses he's been in and still what he finishes the RB four or something like that. Uh, like seven, something seven. Yeah. I mean, it was high. And now you take what should be on paper, at least look like a much better offense and you give him an opportunity to have the efficiency come back. I don't know. Like I, it, it seems like Los Angeles is pretty committed to making sure they have an RB two, a consistent one that they can hand the ball to. And like, there's, there's a reason why they keep drafting these running backs and trying to find somebody to shoulder the load a little bit. I'm not sure like that. They think that, Eckler can carry the load all the way, right? Like it doesn't matter if he can or not. Sure. It matters if it seems like they're sending signals that he can't. That sure. Can. Well, I think I think the biggest part of what really boosted Austin Eckler's production last year, at least for fantasy, was he scored 20 touchdowns. But oh, yeah. like I'm looking at it right now, and quick mental math: if he loses all of his receiving touchdowns and only had, or I guess all, if he lost eight touchdowns and just had 12. Total touchdowns, which I think a player of Austin Eckler's caliber with the volume that he gets is very doable for him again. Mm -hmm. He would still have been the RB2 <laughs> over Najee. Yeah. I mean, they would have been like basically tied, but he would that that's how good Austin Eckler was. Um, Especially so. in that offense. And like, I guess, you know, to, the, to that point, it was Pete Carmichael as the offense coordinator there who was not Pete Carmichael, excuse me. Now my it's uh, Lombardi who came from New Orleans, who was used to dealing with Alvin Kamara. Yes. No. Uh, Randy Watt did two trades, fellas. So let's talk about them. Sent Marcus Mariota. Got Robert Woods, a 23 third and a 24 first. I'm assuming this has got to be a super flex. Then sent Woods and Pacheco. So these, these build on top of each other in a 25 second. So basically, he on his roster, he got rid of Mariota and ended up getting Pacheco a 23 third, a 24 first and a 25 second. Uh, so yeah, congratulations. <laughs> How did you get a first for Mariota? Uh, that, yeah. Anything on top of that is just gravy at this point. Um, I don't think, would you trade Woods for Pacheco in a 25 second? Uh, probably not because it was 25. If it mm -hmm. was 23 or 24, I probably would. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't really think that necessarily matters. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, this is so easily all the pieces that you got anyway, because you were able to successfully sell Mariota and get a 24 first, mm -hmm. uh, or any first for that matter. I'd take a 20, 27 first for Mariota. Um, and <laughs> just wait that one out. Yeah. This is impressive. Good job, Randy. Yeah. Like that did really well. Uh, Eric joined Addison in getting a Cooper Cup share. So I must have missed that. Was that on Twitter? You got a cup share? Uh, no, I just, I really like Cooper Cup. And okay. Yeah. I'm all in on him. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. For Dynasty. For Dynasty. Sorry. I mean, I think he's undervalued in Dynasty still. And Patrick Mahomes guy is pretty good too. Josh Allen. Yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 12 team Superflex acquired Daniel Jones, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle for Tom Brady, Debo Samuel, and T. Higgins. That's a good deal right there. Wow. Yeah. It's gonna hurt going from Brady to Jones for production, but mm-hmm. um uh, <laughs> I was going to say at least you're getting longevity with Daniel Jones, but that might not even be true. Um, but uh, yeah. everything else on here, you know, to go from Debo Samuel to Cooper Cup, I think is great. To go from Jalen Waddle and t- to T Higgins to Jalen Waddle, I mean, they're basically they they seem pretty similar, so mm-hmm. that one works out overall. So I do I do actually really like this trade overall for you to to get that side. I just I wish Daniel Jones was somebody different. Like it could have been Baker, and I would have been happier with it. But your uh, Giants fans wish he was somebody different too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. But Tom Brady was good to see him back in uh in uniform and practice. Seemed like he was having a good time. So mm-hmm. yeah, he I mean I, he got voted off of the mass singer, so yeah, we'll I guess see what so. happens. <laughs> Dude, if it, it there's no way he can sing. There's no way. Like, if it I, turns out he can sing, I made this joke on Twitter, but, like, he definitely made a deal with Mr. Anderson and is back in the simulation as a <laughs> the most successful person of all time. I don't really think you necessarily need to be able to sing to go on there. I mean, Terry Bradshaw and Antonio Brown were on that show. Right, but they were saying, like, he had to have been not voted off to stay on there, and, like, that's why he was taking so long. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, Sean says 12 team Superflex traded Drake London for Tony Pollard and an early 23 first. What are your thoughts? Mm. Already loaded at wide receiver. London is one of the few that I wouldn't trade straight up for a 23 first. Uh, I think oh. you're, I think you feel the same. Uh, actually, so I actually asked this question on Twitter because somebody on YouTube posted this comment saying that they would trade London for a 23 first because uh, in Superflex. Uh, so mm. and this this pertains to this league, maybe not in one quarterback, but where would you put Drake London in the 2023 class? Like, where would he end, actually end up slotting in in next year's rookie draft? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I think as a prospect, there's there's one way to look at it for sure. But I also think like he's going to have a year of being able to prove himself as an NFL player. So I think the way we're going to look at it is 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 going to be different than that. And I, I would take my chance on going ahead and having him on my on my team because I do think the upside is there for him to be like the one that the. the I know Peter doesn't love the term, but the alpha there, right there in in Atlanta it, with him and Kyle Pitts. I mean, I know Marcus Mariota isn't inspiring a lot of confidence, but I, I like the idea of going ahead and getting him. And he, unless he completely flops, I think his value is going to rise enough that I think, like, okay, as a prospect, but where do you think he gets drafted among 23 wide receivers next year? Like, I feel like there's a good chance he's taken above a lot of them. Uh, so off the top of my head, when I was answering that question, um, I knew immediately probably three quarterbacks are going, would go ahead of Drake London in next year's class. Mm -hmm. Um, probably I'd say at least two running backs as well. And when I was going through the, the wide receivers, it's possible that he's 
like the wide receiver four in next year's class. I mean, if you did Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, me and by me, I mean Jordan Addison. Uh, so get used to that on this channel. Um, and people really love your hometown, that boot kid or whatever. Is oh, yeah. He's good, um, dude. I so that puts Drake London wide receiver four, right? And he might be in the same tier as a couple of those guys, but it's just the probability that if you're taking Drake London as the, I mean, he's the first sure 102 basically right now behind Brees mm -hmm. Hall. Um, and so if you're taking him at the 1.02, but you can, there's a probability that you get an equal or better prospect with nine or 10 of the first round picks next year. Like, why wouldn't you make that move? And then he also got Pollard on top of it too. And I right. think, it may, especially if it, if it actually is an early 2023 first, like, and and he gets one of the quarterbacks or Bijan, like that's right. a win right there. Like you would take, yeah, you know, the next Jonathan Taylor over, <laughs> you know, right. Any almost any wide receiver as long as he does end up being Jamar Chase, but he's not in the Jamar Chase prospect tier, right? And what we expect out of him, so. Well, you take Brees Hall over him even. And I, I just think it's the year, it's the extra year. And I guess I believe in him enough that. Oh, I love him. I think he's yeah. a fantastic prospect. I think some people were underappreciating how good of a prospect Drake London was um, and is. But I just think that next year's class just has like a whole other group that's all similar or better mm -hmm. um, to where the probability that you get one of those guys by trading London for a random first now is like that's a bet I'm willing to make. And then, like I said, plus he got Pollard. So that's great too. <laughs> Eric chimes back in here. Who's the player you'd be okay to sell low on? And what would you be okay selling for? Interesting. Who are some sell lows that jump out to you right now? Antonio Gibson. Um, <laughs> um so sell lows right now i would i need to look at adp mm. real quick just to get yeah down. um amari cooper um michael thomas you're not gonna yeah, like Mari that. cooper I, Mari cooper michael thomas miles sanders like, there's one who's that miles sanders My, oh yes yes hurt again unfortunately hate to see that um what about uh okay here's what about kenneth walker like i mean i guess obviously not based on our conversation before but i mean he's low and i think there are like i've changed my mind now where i was taking him over a 23 first i'm definitely taking the 23 first over him now oh, yeah no that's for sure that's an easy one <laughs> mm -hmm. the problem with walker at least adp wise from our new august adp is he's kind of like the last young running back that I'm kind of confident in. Yep. <laughs> I mean, AJ Dillon's behind him, but AJ Dillon's three years older than Kenneth Walker. Um, mm -hmm. And then, cause, cause you, you basically go through the whole entire list. You, you go through the elite aging veterans uh, like Derek Henry and Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara and stuff. Then you hit JK Dobbins, Cam Akers, and then Kenneth Walker. Then you get to Montgomery, Fournette, Zeke, Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, James, like all these guys are three plus years older. Um, and, you know, at any point in time could just fall off in, in value because their production falls off. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and then even further down than that, you get to CEH and Miles Sanders. So that's like the the Kenneth Walker, I feel like, as a whole, just because he's just that I, I don't think he goes any lower. Mm-hmm. And I think he can only get higher. And we just really just kind of need to see him play. Um, because once he has that first like 18 carries for 95 yards and maybe a touchdown like that, we're gonna be like, all right, Kenneth Walker. We yeah. remember how good he was at Michigan State. We saw it. We're in. Let's go. Zeke. Zeke may, may, may be the best episode, uh, best um, example, excuse me, of, of someone who I'm I'm willing to sell him pretty low right now. I mean, I, I, I get that he could have a good season, but the talk of him being gone next year, like all of that stuff, like I, I just, I can't, you, if you have Zeke, you cannot finish this year with him on your roster. Like you've got to get rid of him. You have to win. If you do. You got to win, right. You yes. You literally yes. have to win. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's not going to get picked up to be a starter somewhere. I, I don't think. Yeah. He'll get Melvin Gordon probably right. and, and go somewhere to be the, the veteran presence. Uh, worst case scenario is that he, he gets cut and goes somewhere and ruins a rookie next year. Kind of like Melvin Gordon did with Javante, you know, like he, like he ruins tank Bisbee for a year or two or, oh. you know, any of those other guys behind Bijan. Like that would be worst case scenario. Sean says, "Excuse me here. Look. We got what? We got another. Uh, oh, Frank is back in here again. Now Frank, my man, thank up. you. Appreciate that. Clutch right there, Addison. Yeah, Frank, appreciate it. <laughs> Gibson plus twenty two one oh five gets me. Which win now running back? All right, Frank's in win now mode. He knows he can't do it with Antonio Gibson. <laughs> um, does that get you ETN? No." That would be my target, and I don't know if that does. I don't think it does. Um, so then I, that means it probably it... doesn't get you Saquon either. No, but can it get value? you Austin Eckler with his age? Uh, well, somebody was just able to trade the 106 for Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. So if you have the 105 plus you know, a, a u- usable running back in Antonio Gibson, I felt like Tyler there, um, a, a usable <laughs> quote-unquote. Um, that might get it done for Austin Eckler. I would do that. Um, Camara, like I would do that for Camara. I like if I was win now, I would do that. Would you do it for Derrick Henry? Decisions, Probably, Cal. Probably, yeah. I think I would. I mean, Derrick Henry is um, going to do good this year. It, it's just you're buying the rest of his career, and you're basically saying like, I don't think Antonio Gibson is going to be anything. I don't think this 105 is going to be anything special. So I'll just take the guy that I know is going to have the production and I'll move forward that way. That to me, that's kind of what you're saying. If you make that move, but you're kind of doing that with any of these guys, unless you get, unless you got like cam Akers somehow or something like that with some upside. Do you, uh, does it get you mixing? I don't think it does. I mean, that would be to me best of pretty much everything we've said. Maybe I think my rankings would go ETN, Barkley, Mixon, and then sell out for one of those vets. I think after that, it would be Eckler. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Then I I think you can throw Cook in that tier as well. If you can get one of those guys, Eckler, Cook, Kamara, Henry, I think you can get that done for all four of those. It would just be who you prefer the most out of all of them. But I would try for one of the younger guys first and see what you can get. But 
we have so many questions coming in and I want to get to uh, as many of these questions as we possibly can. Like I'm, I'm in it for, for whatever we can go as long as we Let's need go. to right here tonight, Addison. But like, I want to talk a little bit about Travis Etienne because there are a lot of people who are nervous about with James Robinson coming back. What does this mean for Etienne? Etienne, I think, am I, am I misquoting it when I say he graded out as the, as a perfect prospect for you, basically, like he hit all the markers and maybe the best prospect you've graded. Uh, now I wouldn't put him as best, but he was in the tier. Um, so I don't break it down anything more, uh, specific than just like eight out of eight markers. Like I don't get into the decimals or anything like that. Um, gotcha. but he was an eight out of an eight prospect. And this is since 2005, only eight running backs have done it, including mm. Travis ETM. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, D'Angelo Williams, Marshawn Lynch, and Sony Michelle is the worst of the bunch. Sony Michelle, yeah, oh, yeah, he was close on hate- a couple. He just really got in there. He just he he crept in there. Wasn't he a Florida guy? Is that why you hate Damian Pierce? No, Sony Michelle was Georgia. Oh yeah, that's right. I knew it was With somewhere the, there in yeah. the SEC. My bad. Sorry, sorry, Georgia fans. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's where that's where ETN's grading out at. I do mm. think it is interesting that ETN is valued higher right now than he was before his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's interesting to me. Maybe it was Urban Meyer. Maybe it was why was he drafted to the Jaguars? I don't know. But but people didn't really seem all that confident in drafting him. Um, and now, you know, people apparently love him, including myself. I mean, I love him for sure. I'm not all that worried about James Robinson. Um, I my at least my projection of ETN was always a Swift or Kamara or Eckler usage, mm-hmm. where he was primarily more utilized as a pass catching back, which is better for fantasy. Um, and then if you got like 150 carries, that would be great. You know, not that I'm I don't I think that he 100 percent has the skill set and um ability to be a three down back like he was mm-hmm. at Clemson. But I just don't know if that's what the Jaguars want to use him as. And James Robinson could just come in and be more of the heavy hitter, you know, on, on third and shorts, maybe at the goal line, which might hurt Travis ETN. But I think ETN is so talented enough to where he's going to be able to transcend a lot of that. If he, especially for fantasy, if he gets that passing volume, it's going to be great. Yeah. And I, Doug Peterson's got a history with using pass catching running backs anyway. So, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot to like there. It, mm-hmm. James Robinson can, can catch passes, but I mean, Ingram could too with Kamara. So it's like, yeah, it's a matter of how efficient he can be. And if he's anything like what we think he's going to be, then I think he could be really good regardless of whether James Robinson gets work too. Right. So, I mean, I, I think, if you're worried about James Robinson for ETN, you should be worried about Jamal Williams for DeAndre Swift. Mm. Like that, like, I don't know if people realize how much volume Jamal Williams takes on the ground, but it's like 170 carries. Um, but people, DeAndre Swift is a top five, top three dynasty running back, and people just don't care about Jamal Williams. And I think that should be how you view James Robinson, especially after an Achilles injury. Yeah. 
Jamal Williams is like the the most bland running back right now. Like not per, like personality. Like he's like the one I'd want on this show more than anybody probably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's he's not going to break off like a fifty yard run ever. No, but no. he's going to get you what the, what it, what it, what's blocked, you know. And and he's going to be a he, his teammates probably love him. His coaches probably love mm-hmm. him. But DeAndre Swift's going to catch like 85, 90 passes probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. upside. And for fantasy, we love that. And right. That's what I'm hoping happens for ATM. Mm-hmm. Sean, immediately after the last trade, somebody offered me Brees Hall for Pollard and the early 23 first. Early. What do you think? I'm taking Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric's with you on that. Still take Brees yeah. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. I'd roll the dice that it's not early. I would trade London for it, though. Also, Cooper Cup. And Alvin Kamara or Diggs and Eckler. I oh <laughs> Kamara for me here. Easy. I'm taking Diggs and Eckler. I just think the difference between Eckler and Dig- and Kamara is enough for me here. I don't know if More Cooper, Cooper Cup is the Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's um, just so many weapons good. in Buffalo that I I worry about Diggs' upside, but Diggs is going to be great. Dude had uh, like 10 more red zone targets than every other wide receiver in the league last year and caught like four oh, touchdowns. Let's let's go. Let's so, keep that going. <laughs> I have so much Diggs. Yeah, Diggs <laughs> is going to be great. Uh, Randy wants to know our thoughts on Isaiah Pacheco. We haven't talked uh, specifically about him yet, even though he came up in a question. Already game one of CEH's career, six goal line carries, zero TDs. I think he had four or five goal line carries the rest of his career. Yeah, CEH is a bum. Uh, I don't think that's true. I see Pacheco or someone else taking his job. Um, so first, before you answer that, like, is there a world in which CEH converts some of those goal line carries and is like a top five dynasty running back? Like, I saw somebody speculate on this. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> possibly. So my problem, I, I'm a staunch defender of the fact that I think Andy Reid utilized CEH wrong on those six goal line carries. Because the dude is like 5'9", mm-hmm. and you said, I'm going to run it straight up the middle on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended up not being a good idea. Not great. Like, there was no, like, they didn't even try to, like, do a draw. They didn't even try to, like, pitch it to him and let him just beat a linebacker. You know, it was just, I'm going to run it straight up the middle. And I forget who they much. were playing, but they, they had a really, was it Tampa? I can't who, remember. Who Dude, they had was, a really good defensive yeah. lineman. And I'm like, National why are you running it straight up the middle? Mm-hmm. It might have even been the Rams, to be honest with you. It might have been Aaron Donald. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Let's just and, run it right at Aaron Donald with our 5'9 running back. Yeah, so I I think that was idiotic. And I give I gave CH a lot of slack for that. Um, yeah. And uh, I, do, I also, I do not think Pacheco is taking CEH's job. I think think Pacheco is fine. I don't think he's anything special. He didn't grade out as anything special for me in my, you know, through my markers. And I think that he, he just maybe looks better in camp because he's just making flashier plays. But I don't know if that's, that's what makes him better. You know, Darwin Thompson was making flashy plays. Look where Darwin Mm -hmm. Thompson is right now. You know, I don't think there's anything that Pacheco does 
that's better than any other running back on that team. I think Jarrett McKinnon is a better pass catcher. I think Ronald Jones is a better rusher. Um, so I just, I just, I just don't think Pacheco is anything special. He's faster. He's he's probably the better home run hitter out of everybody. But that only gets you so far. And I think that you, I think that when you look at his you look deep into his profile and all that. Like there's a reason why these guys, I mean, I know we, we all want to think we found like this. Nobody's ever discovered this guy. Like he was been used his whole life in the wrong way. And he's all of a sudden going to get to the Kansas city chiefs. And Andy Reid is going to trust him on third down with um, Patrick Mahomes. No, that's no. not happening. <laughs> They're not, getting, especially in year one with a seventh round right. rookie. Like the dude was no like way. 10 picks away from being undrafted. Right. Like, I just, I get you want to try to find the next Elijah Mitchell, and we're getting, you know, we're discovering Pacheco weeks earlier than we did Mitchell last year. Mm -hmm. But Pacheco is not a lot. Like, Mitchell was really, really freaking good in college. Oh, yeah. Pacheco was not, or at least he wasn't as good. You know, like, I just, I think that there's just a lot of smoke and mirrors here with Pacheco that I'm, like, when I said that Romeo Dobbs, I think is legit. And I'm buying for a second, any second for Pacheco, and he's absolutely gone off my roster. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. People don't realize Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he was 96 percentile 40 yard dash. Oh, he yeah, 86 so... on speed score, burst score 89 percent. Like he was, like unbelievable athlete. Really good with. I mean, got got targets in college. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he was. There was so much to him. Pacheco is making some, it, there's some camp buzz here. And I think we, we like him because there is like, as Tyler likes to say, a lot of failure in that backfield. That's true. There is between Ronald Jones, who has never really been able to do anything. CEH. We're all very disappointed in hey, him. Uh, no, Tyler's Tyler's not here anymore. I can, I can defend Ronald Jones. Now he had that one good year where he was almost a 1000 yard rusher. I'm still a Rojo believer. I see. I saw Shane was in this chat too. Shane is also a Rojo believer. Nice, nice. What's up, Shane? <laughs> Cameron Ward, true third twelve team superflex. Najee Harris or a twenty three first, twenty three second, and twenty four first competing teams running back away. So hopefully the picks are later. This is a great example of a trade I would not do. I, I would never, even if the value is okay, I just would never do this trade. Yeah, and I think especially I would not do this trade now. Mm -hmm. You know? Bingo. So, like you say that you're a competing team, just a running back away. Um, Find that out for sure. Maybe you're mm -hmm. not. Maybe maybe you, you're... And, and this might not be your specific instance, Cameron Ward-Truther, but I'm saying just kind of in general, when you're a person looking at your roster and trying to decide whether or not you're a contender or not um, and figuring everything out, if you have upside but kind of still questionable pieces like if you have jerry judy you know you might think oh well he's a wide he's going to be a wide receiver one with russell wilson you know that's going to prop me up to be in a contender if you have you know mm -hmm. elijah moore maybe you're a year too early of thinking that you're a contender you mm -hmm. know all those other kind of things uh to where if you give it a couple of weeks you Mayor, you, you, you're going to find the answer out to that, I think, more often than not, if you just give it, you know, through kind of September. And then at that point, if you find out I'm just a running back away, my team is smashing right now. 
and mm-hmm. I need to make this move, I think you can still make this exact same move um, at the end of September as you can right now to where yeah. then I would feel more confident in doing that. Or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you figure out, you know, maybe you have that one backup that the, the starter got hurt towards ACL in week two, you have that backup and now you have a guy, you don't even need to make this move. Maybe you just need to sell a second for Ezekiel Elliott or Aaron Jones or, you know, Leonard Fournette. And that's all you needed to do. You didn't need to go for Najee. Then you can yep. still try to compete, maybe win the title and you still got your first. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that there are different, different avenues and a lot of different ways to look at things than just saying I'm a contender now in August and I'm going to move all these future picks for that one player that's going to push me over the edge. That's well, a really, that's yeah. like a really dangerous path to go down if it doesn't work out. And I think to some degree, we start looking at our roster going into the season and we're like, we want to have the best starting roster possible going into the season. And we want it to look good on paper. And we get nervous that we don't have that running back to or whatever it is on our team. But if you're a real contender, you don't need in week one to have Najee Harris in your lineup. Like you, like you said, like have what that RB2, whatever it is. And even if it means that you aren't eight and over the first eight weeks, maybe you're five and three, but you identify like, man, I can go out and instead of trading a 23 first, I can trade a 23 second and get James Connor, who's having a really good year and has a good schedule, you know, and I'm just making up the details, but you, those picks are not going to lose value between now and your trade deadline during the season. If you're a a competitor, you want your, you want your team looking good for the playoffs. It doesn't matter what it looks like on day one. So save those bullets, save those picks. Oh, go ahead. My camera shut off. I got (laughs) it. I'll be right back. Um, he, he said, I saw he said down here too, um, or I start one and three cause I waited and I didn't have a decent second running back. I think then the problem there is you're not actually a contender. If you started one and three, um, just because, and, and you're blaming it on the fact that you don't have one position, you're not actually a, a contender. Um, if that's actually what ends up happening, because in most cases, one player in your starting line lineup is not determining your entire matchup um you can go back i actually i highlight a lot of this stuff on this channel it was a video back in i think january i think it's called my biggest dynasty mistake ever um where i literally highlight i did this two years in a row two years in a row where i made a trade thinking that it was going to help boost me towards winning a championship uh the one year i did win a championship the second year i came in second but I highlighted and showed every single week that had I not made that move, none of my situation and my outcome of winning or losing the title would have actually changed. Uh, because in most cases, and there's a lot of math and, and um, you know, people out there doing research on this, a lot of studies showing that most matchups, most fantasy head-to-head matchups are decided by 20 or 25 points or more that's actually a very small percentage of weeks where your matchup is decided by less than by single digit points to where one player actually made a difference for you or that one start sit decision actually made a difference. It might feel like there was a lot more because you feel it. You know, you had that week where you're like, man, I was going back and forth on this start sit decision. I lost by three. And had I made the different decision, I would have won. You Mm -hmm. feel that harder. And so that hits you harder and you remember it more. 
but that's not actually the the majority outcome that's happening in head-to-head matchups. So I would say that if you start out one and three because you didn't make this move for Najee Harris, you are not actually a contender. You're just you're you're pretending there, and that this trade is going to make it worse for you down the road because that potentially is an early 2023 first or at least a mid 2023 first if you were mm-hmm. a wild card playoff team or barely didn't even make the playoffs, barely missed. Uh, and then you also gave up your 2024 first as well. And you're stuck with now a 25 year old running back uh, in Najee Harris, who at that point next off season, when we see that he's 25 may not mm-hmm. actually be worth two first round picks. Um, and right. So that's just, yeah. And what if the, what if the Pittsburgh offensive line looks worse than we think it is? And Mitch Trubisky is trying to prove that he can be a starter for the rest of his career and he's pushing the ball down the field to Claypool and not checking the ball down or something like that. Like you just, there's so many things that can happen between now and, and then like, if you really are worried about that RB two spot that much, like I would suggest going and getting like somebody who's like more of an RB two type, like don't spend this for Najee Harris. Like go get Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Go get Elijah Mitchell. Go get somebody (laughs) like that. And you know, or or you know, go take a chance on Gibson or go, you know, something like that. Go get AJ Dillon. You can use Dillon. use that 2024 first and just go trade for AJ Dillon. Right. Right. Exactly. There's just a lot of different ways that I would do this. So um and it, it I just wouldn't make this trade. I don't think the value as of right now today is is it's off, bad. right? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just not making this move right now. Exactly. I do agree it's a fair trade. I'm just not making the move. Um Okay, as we have talked about before, we are at the 50-minute mark here, so we're a little over when we should have done this, but we're not used to having a sponsor. It's our first time. Give us a break. And I do have to tell you guys, we are, in addition to being Ask DLF, Dynasty League Football, we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy today. It's the easiest way to play fantasy sports. If you've never played an underdog before, now's the perfect time to try it out. You can sign up using the promo code DLF with a great deal. A deposit a minimum of $10. And just right there with the $10, you're going to get access to a premium membership of DLF, which is like well worth it right there by itself. If you've never been a member of, if you've never joined uh, Underdog before, that right there, just do that, get the membership. It's going to be great for you. But also take that $10, they're going to match it. It's going to be 20. You're going to use it in best ball. And then you are going to, you can either do whatever, pick them player props, which is a really fun way um to spend your sundays uh you could do daily fantasy you can do season long best ball including the world famous best ball mania three which has 10 million in prizes including two million to the winner underdog is also going to fully match your deposit up to a hundred dollars so and look if you win you guys have to make sure you take care of who told you about this it's me and addison make sure you do that and yeah enjoy that dlf premium subscription and even if you already have a subscription, oh no, we turned into Peter and Zach all of a sudden. Look at us. Oh no, <laughs> that's all right. I would totally be happy to be them. Me too. Me too. They're better. They're they are better. better. Uh, yeah. So yeah, make sure you do that. Um, moving on here. Uh, last week, Daniel. Daniel's our guy that had all the Ravens last week. I don't know if you remember that oh, question. Yes. Yeah. So he traded Lamar Jackson and Dobbins for Trey Lance. Travis Etienne and a 23 second. What do you think about that deal? I love go. That's a great deal. That was it. That was it. 
That's the one. So Mark Andrews too. So that's great. Yep. That's right. So love it. Uh, yeah. Six point per TD minus three for interception. I think he, he had a second question about, should he move one of his quarterbacks? Okay. I think you're good. He said, Burrow, yeah, Lance, only, Lawrence. It's a one to league. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure I remember that detail. Daniel, tell me if I'm remembering that wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a one QB league. Dude, I've, I'm have i hoping it's super flex. If it's one quarterback, one of these guys is going. I think um, I remember that correctly. I think I do. I think I do remember that now that you said that too. I think that was. So then yes, the answer is yes. You need to move one of these QBs. Yes. And to be honest, I'm probably trying to flip Lawrence because <laughs> Burrow is Burrow. We know what we have in Burrow. I think Lance has a higher ceiling than Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I do. Um, so I'm trying to move Trevor Lawrence. But to be honest, I'm totally fine with moving any one of these guys. But to me, it's probably it's probably either Lance or Lawrence because at least with Burrow, you know what you have. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be good. Um, and I would try to move one of the more unknowns. Why is Burrow going to outproduce Derek Carr? Because uh, he has two wide receivers that are better than both wide receivers and the Raiders. Mm. T. Higgins is better than Devontae Adams. That's a hot take. No, oh, sorry. I meant so Chase over Adams, Higgins uh-huh. over Renfro. Or and Higgins Waller? over Waller and Renfro over Boyd, but the other mm. two are better. So and Look, I'm an Burrow also has a better running back to throw to. I'm an LSU guy. I love me some Joe Burrow, but I think he's overhyped in fantasy. If right you're going to tell me that, I mean, if you're going to make that argument, I'm all for it. Cause I've been on that train all year long, but um, that doesn't mean he still isn't not going to be good. <laughs> right. Right. You know, well, and he's, he probably has is safer of these three, but right. That's what I'm trying to say. I think I, I do hate Trevor Lawrence. That's why I'm trying to move one of the two more unknowns because bro is safe, secure, you know, and you you know what you have in him for the next decade. And then if it were me, I'd roll the dice on Lance and I'd move Lawrence. If you feel the opposite, then do that. Um, but I'm keeping Burrow probably and trying to flip one of the other two. Gosh, we got to try and come. We, we haven't even got to eight o'clock yet, which is ridiculous. We need to hurry up. Or eight, <laughs> it's nine o'clock your time. Might come. Yeah, Hector yeah. says he loves the show. Look forward to it every Tuesday. One QB PPR, no tight end premium. Does George Kittle have a high enough positional advantage? At round four versus getting a solid running back three, Dobbins, Etienne, and then grabbing Ertz and Henry. If we're looking at this, he says 10 team. If we're looking at this from a standpoint of dynasty, mm-hmm. then I, I, there's no chance I'm taking my RB3 in round four. Uh, I don't know if that means I'm pivoting to Kittle, but like this sounds like a redraft question to me. Yeah, in a 10-team league, it's more about having positional advantages because you want to have a stronger... Everybody's roster is going to be good. Mm-hmm. So you want to have stronger stronger pieces at each position to be able to beat your opponents. Um, so, and um, I think I would take Kittle there because I do think yeah. that he has a high enough positional advantage. I think Urch is going to cut it close. Um, and... Is this Hunter Henry? Better not be Hunter Henry. <laughs> Everybody loves Hunter Henry, man. You didn't know? See, I was not trying to tell y'all. 
Now, I, I would think. say if you could get Dalton Schultz like a round later, I'd mm-hmm. probably take ETN than Dalton Schultz. Um, that would be something that mm-hmm. I would do. But um, I'm fine with Kittle in round four. I think that's good value for Kittle in redraft. I I might want to know what wide receivers are on the board rather than having a another running back. I assume mm-hmm. you're pretty solid at running back here. So that's true. Yeah. T. Murphy, Wandale Robinson, and Isaiah Spiller, or Elijah Mitchell in a 23 second. This is You're ridiculous. Choose against my Wandale, but I get my Elijah Mitchell, so that's okay. And a 23 second. Like, would you trade Wandale for a 23 second right now? Um, I'd probably say no because I want to have fun. But my the smart answer is yes. The correct answer is yes. But I and like Wandale. Spiller versus Mitchell is. <laughs> I I feel like um. Mitchell yeah, the is seconds cool. extra. Yeah. Mitchell's so obviously the best running back there in San Francisco and mm-hmm. top five rush attempts in the NFL next year. Probably. Yeah. The problem is that Mitchell's already hurt. That's <laughs> like true. He's, he's supposed to be ready for week one, but the fact that he's already dealing, we, we know how these preseason injuries, soft tissue injuries, especially can just kind of linger throughout the year and you're never fully 100% ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be an issue, but I think as long as Elijah Mitchell's on the field, he's the guy and he's going to be an RB two for you with RB one weeks. So I'm taking Elijah Mitchell and the second. Absolutely. I'm not sure that there's any much difference between him and JK Dobbins, to be honest with you. There might not be. I mean, think about the situations. I'm think about for this. This is yeah. a great conversation. <laughs> Ooh, Cecil Fielder. Appreciate. So can you just let us know if you are the Cecil Fielder? Because that would be amazing. I have an autograph from you, and I would like to uh, say thank you. Um, (laughs) What is Isaiah Likely's ceiling? A lot of buzz here recently. Jacob Harris-esque. Does he actually capitalize on that, though, and give us something to look forward to here in Dynasty? Isaiah Likely is likely not going to do anything for us for mm-hmm. a couple years. This might be a Dallas Goddard situation where it's like, he doesn't really do anything, but every time he's on the field and he makes that one catch, we're like, why isn't Isaiah likely getting more c- targets, you know, but mm-hmm. he's playing behind Mark Andrews. Like that is such a problem, especially at a onesie position. Um, you know, like the tight end, like I, they could roll out two tight ends a hundred percent. And that would greatly help Isaiah Likely's chances. But when you have the opportunity to throw to Isaiah Likely or Mark Andrews and you're Lamar Jackson, you're throwing to Mark Andrews, right? So yes. I think well, Likely yeah, could be really yeah. good. I think he's a like we handcuffed tight ends aren't a thing, mm. but they kind of are now with him. Um, so I think that he could be really, really solid if Mark Andrews were to ever get hurt and we get you know, a starting likely. <laughs> His last name is great. A likely starter. A likely starter. Um, <laughs> but in, until that happens, I'm just, I would never put Isaiah likely in my starting lineup. I guess if I, so if I want to start drawing the narrative out to me, like I started thinking about the fact that Mark Andrews does have a little bit of a weird profile. And part of that profile is that other tight ends do see the field a decent amount in their offense, right? Like 
um, Hayden Hurst was, he got a lot of snaps, Austin Hooper sure. before him. Like even like, I feel like I was just trying to look up the, some of the details. Like I think Mark Andrews only played 65% of the snaps last year. Like that's not a lot for a guy that was the number one tight end going away. Mm-hmm. Nick Boyle was on the field almost the exact same percentage of snaps. I wonder how much is that because of how heavy they are as a run team and the personnel that they use to where they want a blocking guy in there. You know, it, it's true. It's just last year they didn't run as much, but I mean, like, it's not like Boyle was drawing targets. I don't know what kind of blocker Isaiah likely is. Do you? Do you know, not particularly. I like his metrics at Coastal Carolina, like just looking at it briefly. His but production like, was amazing. Yeah. There's a lot that I think you can dream on here with him, but um, I think we're just over. Like, he literally played like 10 snaps the other night with Tyler Huntley. Um, and I think we're just overemphasizing how productive likely is it going to be. We need this season to come quickly. Yeah. Uh, Cecil Fielder wants to know if this is a good time to sell Joe Burrow. We kind of talked about sure. that a little bit already. I sort of think it is. I, I'm not sure he gets to this point again. If you could get Hertz plus for Burrow, all for it. He's so likable, and I think that's that's so much of it with him. But when you look at his actual production, to me, give me Hertz straight up over him. Sure. I I don't I just don't know if that's especially in a six point per touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, passing touchdown, you know, it's it's probable that's true that you can get Hertz plus. James Flatley says 12 team. Di- we're finally at, at Joe's start time right here. So we're getting there. Let's 12 go. team dynasty league, full PPR, one QB, start eight. I got offered Chase Claypool for Darnell Mooney. I like Claypool, but I think I want a little bit more. What do you want in return for Mooney? If you can get I mean, Mooney for Claypool, that's a no-brainer. I think he has Mooney, and somebody said, I'll give you Claypool oh, for him. gotcha. I need a second with Claypool at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do not want Chase Claypool, and I I wouldn't say I want Darnell Mooney, but I like Darnell Mooney. Um, so, yeah, it needs to be. I, like, I would try to, I would love to sell Darnell Mooney for a 2024 first of that kind of value, you're not getting a 23. Um, and if you're trying to tear down, Chase Claypool is not really the wide receiver that I'm willing to do that for. You know? I would almost rather take Darnell Mooney and trade up from him than I would to trade down. You know? I Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely would. It Did he say PPR? Yeah, he says full PPR. Let's... Let's take and a look start at start eight too. So you need a, a strong starting lineup. Like it's possible Darna Mooney isn't really a starter in this league with only start eight. What about Mooney or Amonra St. Brown? Uh, I think we are probably Amonra. Yeah, they're close. That is a real trade that happened today in a 12 team. Uh, let's see. It's start 10. I can't um, pull that out. But yeah, that's. let's look at a couple more of these from the trade finder. So it's 
Darnell Mooney and Van Jefferson for Elijah Mitchell and Zach Moss. Ooh, that's a weird. I take Elijah thing. Mitchell. Yeah, you like him as much as me. I'm I'm happy to hear that. That's great. <laughs> Darnell Mooney for for Terry McLaurin in a 23 first. That doesn't make any sense. See, I w- you would have to add to Darnell Mooney to get to Terry McLaurin for me. Uh, agreed. Jalen, people are worried right now, I think, because of how the preseason has gone for so many of the Washington players. Mm-hmm. I, I just think there's just so much. Oh, man. Darnell Mooney and Deontay Johnson or Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Yeah. I'm cashing out on the other two. Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> I, Johnson looked good the other night, though. Yeah. I, I mean, he's going to look good because he is good. But. Mm-hmm. You know who else is really good? Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Metcalf might not be a bad target for if you're going to trade up. Oh, yeah. Like I would, I would take Darnell Mooney. I'd trade up. I would go to. Uh, I would like to go to Deontay Johnson. That'd be fun. Um, you could go. I would. Mm. I would go up to Jerry Judy. Um, and I would go across to Cortland Sutton. I mm. would. Um. You know, Mike Williams. I don't know if you can get that trade done, but I like it. I would do Mooney for Juju plus. I like that a lot. Mm. Doesn't have to be a big plus, but I like it. I just think that there are a lot of different ways to move off Mooney for players that might not see the same raw target volume, but have higher upside because they're in better offenses, you know, not going to be quadruple covered every time because they're the only player on the team. All that kind of stuff. Like, I think Mooney's fine because the volume is going to insulate him. But at the end of the day, if he has 80 for 1,005, like, that's like wide receiver 26, 27, you know? Could you get something added to Devonta Smith? Possibly. I'd love that. I'd take Devonta Smith for sure over Mooney. And then if you get something added to Smith, I would love that. They're going back-to-back in ADP, but it feels like value-wise – more more people are in on Mooney right now. Mm-hmm. How likely is it that Washington moves Gibson back to his collegiate position as a wide receiver? Maybe some Ooh. slot. I like the idea. I don't think they will. But That's like a tough idea. transition to make, I think, when you're already mm-hmm. this deep into running back. I mean, it'd be a smooth transition for him because he already played it, but he'd have to not like relearn routes, but like kind of just like reteach himself wide receiver. Um. And I don't think Washington does that anyway, just in general. I mean, they already got McLaurin and Dotson and um, they're, Samuel. I mean, if they're hoping that Curtis Samuel plays mm-hmm. and Logan Thomas just got activated from the pup, Ooh, which I love that. Yeah. So like there's, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that they could utilize Gibson, but I don't think it's that. Yep. Mike M appreciate you guys doing this every week. Which side do you prefer in a 14 team? Superflex PPR one and a half tight end premium. Winston Firemuth or Mills, Dylan, and Hurst. Mills. He he did yeah, not look good. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because you could it's, it's primarily for Dylan. Yeah, I was gonna say Dylan's probably the best asset here, even with the mm-hmm. well, yeah, I still think probably him. It's a tight end premium still. So Firemuth is a little gets a little upgrade, but I want Dylan. I'll take the hit on going from Winston to Mills, if it even is a hit. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. It, it It's it's probable that it's not. 
Um, but yeah, I just want I just want AJ Dillon. Joey Cheese Sticks, evening gents. 12 team Superflex PPR. Start 10 is Drake London worth a midish first and second. Ooh, we talked a little bit about him already. Yeah. I think he is. My team can still hang around this year, but ready for next year. Yeah, go for it. Trade, trade London. I like it. Happy Taco Tuesday. It's exactly what they're about to have for dinner. I hope you Let's enjoyed go. that there, Mark. Probably <laughs> done with it by now as we're far behind, but we're going to try and catch up. Trevon Bulger, AJ Dillon, and Kadarius Tony or Kenneth Walker. Dillon. Yep. Give me Walker. Dillion. Oh, Give see, Kadarius Tony is a good enough asset for me to move from Walker to Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. This is like one of those trades where it's like whichever side had the plus, I'm taking that side. So, you know. I guess I just don't. I don't think AJ Dillon's upside is as high as people think. I don't know. His upside is really high without Aaron Jones. With Aaron Jones, he's like a backhand RB2. Yeah. But without Aaron Jones. <laughs> it's just like we did this with D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart way back in the day, and he's not as good as Jonathan Stewart or D'Angelo. And, you know, he's. You say it's... that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 24 hours says, hey, hey man, what's up? Appreciate you tuning in here. Matthew wants to know if we would trade Jerry Judy and Jahan Dotson for Chris Godwin or Marquise Brown. Oh, or I was about to say. No, no I'm keeping Judy and Dotson. Me too. On both trades. I like, I like Godwin better than Judy straight up. Mm -hmm. Brown, Brown too. Yep. But I like Dotson. Me too. Manuel made a trade. Uh, he traded Gibson and Diami Brown for James nice. Cook and Kenny Galladay. When? Because of James Cook. Attaboy, Manuel. People love James Cook. I actually just made a video about him. So. Did you? Was it positive? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, it came out today, I think. I guess it's good. Video? Like, but yeah. I would try to flip cook now and galladay what is dude galladay is terrible i'm taking galladay over diami brown that's end of story there <laughs> i guess uh who are some by low running backs that will be productive this season like chase oh, edmonds that's a great that is a great example right there um do, 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 do. Low. if cream hunt stays on the browns love it um, I like Jared Cook. That was another one too. Uh, in the video going out tomorrow, I highlight a certain non-Miles Sanders Philadelphia Eagles running back mm. that you could probably guess who that is. Kim's um, Gamewell. Mm. Wow, that was a good one. You knew that right off the bat. <laughs> you know what? Like a uh, full PPR, Naheem Hines might actually be a little bit more productive mm. than people think. I am a Possibly. big Naheem Hines guy. Uh, but you're talking about real low there. I I think Chase Edmonds is the one to go after. Yeah. Rashad White, I think, is in that category too. Yeah. Like, if you like James Cook, you should like Rashad White as well. I love Rashad White. Jim. I mean, James Conner, I feel like, is always my go-to answer for this. Because I feel like his production is going to be better than what you what it costs because of his age. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. I'm kind of interested. Like, would you buy Rashad Penny for a second? I would not. But I'm the wrong person to ask because I would. Yeah. I can't sell him for a second. I have one share of him that I cannot get rid of. I saw uh, somebody in the YouTube comments actually just said they were able to make that trade today. They traded Penny for a second. I may try again. So maybe wait. When Walker misses the week one and Penny has like 120 rushing yards because he has 40 carries, Mm -hmm. then he can trade. Josh Jacobs? (laughs) Josh Jacobs? Can you trade gone? I'd rather have Zamir White. Really? Straight up? No, at cost. Okay. At cost. Would you trade Garrett Wilson for 23 first and Marlon Mack? The team <laughs> seems like a middle of the pack. Our commander, the latest comment just says, never buy a penny. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so great. That's great. Never buy a penny. Never buy a penny. I like that. Garrett Wilson for 23 first and Mack? Yes. For the exact same reasons that we talked about for Garrett London, except Drake London. Mm-hmm. Garrett London, Drake London, Drake yeah. London. Yeah. Um, except that Garrett Wilson is a worse prospect than Drake London. So mm-hmm. we said that Drake London could maybe be at best the wide receiver for next year's class. Garrett Wilson at best, I guess, would be the wide receiver five behind Drake London. And it's possible that Garrett Wilson would be a second round pick an early like 201, 202, but a second round pick in next year's class. I actually and to put my money where my mouth is, I did trade a t- Garrett Wilson for a 23 first. Um, like when I was on the clock, mm-hmm. I actually took Garrett Wilson and then promptly made that trade for a 23 first. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Especially, I mean, that offense feels like it's going to be terrible right now. So, you know, we might be a year too early. Exactly. And then, yeah. So, um snarky schmuck if you're looking to tear down from jalen waddle in a 12 team super flex who are you trying to acquire why would you do that um i don't want to do that honestly like i am about as high as anyone on waddle i think he's going to outscore tyree kill this year would you tear down to Pittman or dj Moore if you got a 23 second i wouldn't no i want to do that deal the other way it's going to be so tough. Like maybe if I get DK. Uh, yeah. Cause I was going to say it's hard to with where Jalen Waddle is right now. You're either down tearing to a 28, 29 year old vet or mm-hmm. a similarly aged wide receiver who you're probably not getting a plus that you like, like a big enough plus that you like. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, <laughs> so where, so where I, I just, I just don't think that you feel great about tearing down from Jalen Waddle. But like you said, like if you're not, if you're not tearing down from Waddle to Pittman in a second or DJ Moore in a second, would you do mm-hmm. Metcalf in a second? Because I don't think I would even do that. Yeah, I don't really think I would, to be honest. And I think part of it is like I just don't think this is the way to. I think you should be looking to acquire Waddle right now because I think. I think the industry is still a little bit too low on him. Honestly, I feel like the Tyree kill thing scares people. People don't like Tua. that jumps into it a little bit. And I just, I think they're, I think his value isn't his value in a trade. Isn't quite like you can get him for a 23 first right now, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I mean, just if you scroll down the trade finder, you know, it's, I, I almost always am choosing the Waddle side right now. So to tear down, I think you got to find the right person in your league for that. Right. And it's got to be something like Elijah Mitchell and Drake London. I mean, Elijah uh, Moore and Drake London or something like, right. like that. Yeah, I'd want to tear down at, at a similar age. And it probably ends up being that the plus is not an actual rookie pick. It's a player whose value is probably that rookie pick. Mm-hmm. But you just trust the player more. Like I thought of like I would do Debo or sorry, Jalen Waddle for Michael Pittman and Cortland Sutton. And I think Sutton is one of those players that you're not you would never get a first for him, but you would take over a second. So he kind of bridges that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, or yeah. maybe Jer- Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. or maybe one of the rookies this year, like a Garrett Wilson, like a Chris Olave. I'd be comfortable with Juju because I love Juju. You know, Devonta Smith, other stuff like that, to where the plus is not an actual pick. Mm-hmm. It's just a really solid wide receiver two or three. Yep, I love it. Oh, keep going. It, oh, is it crazy? Too late first in DK for Justin Jefferson. 12 teams. I got to fix this setting on my camera. Any experts in DSLRs, let me know. Uh, but yeah, talk about this one right here. DK, um, Justin Jefferson. Is it crazy to trade? If those first really are late, no, absolutely not. Um, if it ends up being that one of those first is kind of early and one of them's late, I still don't think you're crazy, but it gets a lot closer, and especially in the 2023 class. Um I mean, I always say whenever I'm moving Justin Jefferson that I never want to move Jefferson for just straight rookie picks. So this is kind of fitting that bill. But DK just seems really unknown right now to where, uh, like, I just don't know if I feel confident in moving from Jefferson to DK and getting the two picks on top. Like, Jefferson is just so good, you know? Like, I don't don't think it's crazy. I just don't know if I would do that. Like, I think I would just prefer. Well, I guess when you're saying it, is it crazy to trade those two for? I think I just want Jefferson. So no. Your audio's not working. Oop, there we go. There it is. My bad. <laughs> Give me Jefferson. Um, let's see. Nice. Uh 10 team super flex PPR, one and a half tight end premium. Start 10. First dynasty startup with tight end premium. How much should tight ends be pushed up? What are your tier breaks? And round range. Uh, so this is the Tyler. This is really hard to answer on a video in this type of format. The short answer for this is one and a half is not a significant boost to a lot of the tight ends for me. Um, because and, and the problem with premium is that it really only helps out like the top elite guys. Like it's not this isn't changing anything for. Uh, like Cole Komet, really, you know, or <laughs> or like Noah Fant or uh, anybody down there like that. You know, these are it really helps out the guys who are catching 60, 70, 80 passes or more. Mm-hmm. That's where it's really helping out. So it bumps up those elite guys. Kyle Pitts might end up being a top five pick. Um, and then right after that, Mark Andrews is probably a back end first, maybe an early second. Then you just kind of filter on down from there where you, you basically bump up the elite guys, maybe around a half round or a round. Um, but that's essentially it. Like once, once you get past maybe like Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson and maybe Dallas Goddard, 
um, is where the difference is really just starts being negligible at that point for a tight end premium. Would you tear down from DK to Elijah Moore and a 23 first? Absolutely. A hundred percent. This is a great deal. <laughs> do this. Love it. Addison, do you have a Patreon? I do not. How no. can we support you, Addison? By so by subscribing to the YouTube channel. So then this number gets bigger. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate it though. I do get that question a lot, and that's just not something that I'm in here to do. So yeah, but I appreciate it. He produces a lot of great content right here on the DLF channel. So make sure you are watching all those videos because Addison does tremendous work. And, we're trying to get uh, some stuff on going on the back end, right, Cal? We're, we're trying to figure out some other things. Uh, oh, man. We got some I stuff hope we get that done. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a 2023 offseason thing because there's no way we're going to be able to do it in the actual season with everything going on. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's, oh, it'll be it'll be. It's going to be so much fun, though. The stuff we talked about, I can't wait. Easy dubs, Andrews, Deontay, A.J. Dillon, or Aaron Jones, Jalen Waddle, Hawkinson, and a first rounder. I'm not what, what I'm not sure what year this is. Easy dubs. Let's just assume 23. Mm -hmm. Um man. There's so much here. Um I want the first round. Waddle in the first. Yeah. Yes. Waddle over Deontay. Hawk in a first, I think. Uh, yeah, that makes sense for Andrews, and I'll take Aaron Jones over AJ Dillon for now, but that's really close. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take Waddle and I'll and, and the first. I mean, that's great. I'll take that. <laughs> Redraft, Kenneth Walker and London for CEH? Yes, absolutely. Redraft, Dynasty, Best Ball, DFS, all of the above. Oh, and all <laughs> of it? Mm -hmm. Well, Underdog, to, get, all of to it. get CEH? I want Kenneth Walker. Okay. Yes. I agree with you. I thought you, I think this question is asking if he should Sorry. trade Walker in London. So I was like, I was kind of surprised. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I want Walker in London. There you go. In every format. <laughs> Would you sell Breeze Hall while the price is still really high? And if so, for what? Uh, yeah. If the price is really high, uh, the problem with Breeze Hall is that we're in this position right now, this weird nebulous where a lot of the running backs are either really young and unproven. Mm -hmm. or proven but really old <laughs> so it's it's just weird kind of like hall gets immediately thrown in above eckler and cook and kamara and barkley and Mixon and all them because he's four or five years younger than all of them you know so and, and it's hard for me like i wouldn't really recommend going from Brees hall down to one of those guys um to where hall just is kind of a sell or sorry, mm -hmm. a hold. I don't really think he's all that much of a sell. Um, unless you, you like, you really got to get something good, like a cheap way to move up to like Swift, you know? Um, I don't uh, think there's any reason to think his price is just going to all of a sudden plummet either. Like, no, people invested a first in him and that's going to hold some value for a yeah. while. Yeah. And I think he'll still like, Bijan might come in above him. I'm actually probably sure that mm -hmm. Bijan is going to come in above him, but nobody else will in next right. year's class. Uh, this is probably a longer question than we have time for right here, but uh, about tearing down a super flex. This is a um, great question. And honestly, like this, you should do a video on this. I should. There's a lot of amazing people in this chat who have done this and can probably also help out with this as well. 
mm-hmm. like that one guy who just said he just kept he he got acquired like 10 first round picks over the next two years that's true um like you basically just like imagine getting to a point where like you trade your fourth round pick for a sixth and a first then you trade your fifth round pick for a seventh and a first you know it's just like you just kind of mm-hmm. you subtract two rounds at a first you're in you know that's kind of yep. like where you're at and then we had that question before was like when do you stop and it's like you stop when you can no longer actually do that like when the when the value of the players on the board no longer matches the first so um Agreed. this is a yeah this is a great question though um and if tyler were here he would give a, a fantastic answer join his patreon he would give you a fantastic answer mm-hmm. um it's just yeah i would just essentially just trade down offer trades you know trade mm-hmm. a second for a fourth and a first third for a fifth and a first on and on absolutely that <laughs> connor seems like a good guy to ask oh, that scott would be a brilliant person to ask this to next time manic and chiller on ask this question yep zach wilson and waddle or jamar chase 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 yeah let's see uh ed's not gonna sell Brees hall that's essentially yeah. where we're at right agreed let's see Turning down from Waddle. We talked about that. Try for Deontay and a 23 first to add to a second if you need to. This was Waddle. I don't think I would do that, though. Oh, gosh. Would I do that? Um, Maybe. This is for Waddle? Yeah. Uh, I, maybe. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Riggins was just to make a smile here. I like that. That was Thanks, I don't Ed. actually know who that is, so I'm glad you know well, who it is. Well, Ed, Ed and me are about the same age, so. Lufty 08, Nico Collins for a late 23 second in a 10-team league. A late? Yeah, I think I would take yeah. the second. In a 10-team league as a top 20 pick next year, I would take that. Right. I mean, it's basically like a mid-second in... 12 team right so and, and if, honestly, yeah if you as roll you the dice and it's a better pick mm-hmm. as you get closer to the trade deadline in your league you'll probably be able to flip this for a player better than nico possibly yeah what is jared goff and baker mayfield ceiling i've been trying to move them for months and i can't even get a 23 second i feel like a 23 third isn't enough i agree with you especially a super flex don't do that right 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 uh i actually so i actually kind of like baker I'm kind of, I was been debating for like two or three weeks now if I wanted to do a Baker video or not. So I might mm-hmm. do it before the season starts. Um, but I actually think Baker has a back end opportunity to be Derek Carr from last year. Um, hmm. Like it's, it's not a high probability, but it's not all that low because this is the best situation he's ever been in. I mean, this is the best weapons he's ever had collectively as a group. Um, this is an offense that is willing to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. more than cleveland um and baker has shown that he's had you know a high yards per attempt relatively um a higher touchdown percentage relatively as well like he's just he's willing to sling it and if he's willing to sling it to christian mccaffrey dj Moore, robbie anderson and even terrace marshall i mean i'm all for that like i i think baker has a solid chance to return to where he was a couple years ago as like a mid qb2 with high qb2 back end qb1 upside um 
but it's going to take that production for the value to be able to catch up for that. Like we have to see him do it again for us to mm-hmm. believe in him. Goff is a little bit trickier though, because Goff doesn't really have the projected longevity because it almost seems like it's a, just a fact at this point that they're taking a quarterback next year um, to where Goff might get Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> right. Um, but I do think that he's, I, I still think he's worth more than a third. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. It's a lot more. But I think in season, somebody like especially bye weeks come up and he's still starting. Like somebody's going to give you more than that 22 third for him. Sure. Maybe try to find the Deshaun Watson guy if they don't have a good fill in. Um, don't go for the second, but go for like a solid player. You know, like could you trade Goff for um, probably not Ramondre? I don't think you maybe have to go a little bit lower. Um, but I think you can get a really usable player. Might not be a pick, but I think you can get a really usable player for you right now. Mm, I like where your head's at. I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't know who the right player is for that though. Like, I mean, maybe it is somebody that you're buying low on though. Maybe, maybe it is like where you get Antonio Gibson plus or something. <laughs> yeah, and you just take a chance. Or like Michael Gallup. Do you think you can trade Goff for Michael Gallup right now? I definitely think you can. If people forgot about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, or like if you need a tight end, could you just go for like Zach Ertz or Cole Komet? You know, just somebody that you're going to be able to use. Yeah. Definitely not a 20. I, I think I traded Tyler Hundley for a 20, for a second round pick last year. Holy when crap. You know what I mean? Like when Lamar <laughs> yeah. got hurt, like I had him and, and I traded him because somebody needed him. It's, it's just like needs going to arise and people are going to be willing to pay more during the season so henry said what's up what's up henry what's up henry appreciate you tuning in there's the president did our rookie draft last night all players are on waivers right now and both david and joku and um albert o i don't remember how to say his last name say it again okay bunam okay bunam are available we have 150 in fab i assume that goes through the whole season which one would you bid on and how much fab would you spend So I'm really aggressive with my fab. Mm-hmm. Um, but since both of them are on waivers, I want to say that this is a relatively shallow league to where it wouldn't make sense to like blow all of your fab on one guy. Because um, that's generally what, like in, in most of the leagues I'm playing in, like 25, 30-man rosters, like when Zay Jones hits the waiver wire, that's like 30 or 40% of your fab, mm-hmm. you know, as say Jones might not be the best example, but somebody like that. Um, I'd probably go 50 for either. Okwebunam is kind of iffy. He, like the fact that he played into the fourth quarter is a little scary. So I'd probably prioritize a Joku, but I'd probably go like 30%, 40%. Yeah. I like your point about, it being a this is probably a very shallow league because i don't think i'm in a league where they were these guys weren't on going into last like coming into this year weren't rostered like so i think depends on how shallow it is i mean i it and and what else is out there but if it just like people happen to overlook them and and they still happen to be out there like i think sometimes it can get buried like on flea flicker these guys can get buried a little bit more or something like that sure you know 
Um, yeah, so I, I'm with you. I mean, 30 or 40%. Both of them could be very usable tight ends, so I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, this is a guy in the league wanted first for Callaway. Must have been last year. Did offer a second. He was turned down. Guess it was dropped this season. Dropped this season. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all right. You made out. Give Rashad Penny and Jerry Judy and a 23 third and get Antonio Gibson and Traylon Burks. No. No, I'm not doing this. Mm-mm. Nope. Boy, you might would have. You absolutely would have smashed this two weeks ago. Three. I was going to say, ago. yeah, yeah. Yeah, would have probably, but it's boy, boy the have, have we overreacted? I don't know. I, I still like. Burke, I still. Th- I but, still like Burks too. But Judy, I just like I Judy mean, more. Exactly. <laughs> uh, traded Alfred Morris for Darren McFadden that rookie year and lost to that team in the finals. Yeah, oh. Alfred Morris was a beast. Who was McFadden playing for? Was he the Cowboys McFadden at that time? Probably. I don't remember. This is like Probably. before DeMarco Murray. Oh, Tyler would know. I'd have to look at the, yeah, I'd have to look at the year. <laughs> Rulon Tolmer, this is me taking, uh, talking up my boy, Alvin Kamara. But if he's not facing suspension, like, I don't, th- he is undervalued in terms of what he can do for you this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm all for it. I haven't won my redraft leagues, like my main redraft league. I'm all for it. <laughs> mm hmm. See, 12 team, uh, two QB, so it's not super flex. Have to have that. This raises the value of quarterbacks even a little bit more. Six yeah, point per touchdown. Is this not the time to sell? Tua can get two first ish Watson, Mahomes, other QBs. Hmm. Um, I think this is not the time, A, because I think he's going to have a good season. Mm-hmm. But B, you have Deshaun Watson. So, right. That I you need Tua for you have to have Tua. And honestly, I don't know that two first is gonna be enough. Like, I think you're gonna get more than that at the end of this year. Like that team is so fast. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, look at even like the running backs with Edmonds and um I mean shoot, Mostert the, can most can book yeah. it. His sprint speed is always one of and the And if Gasicki's like your fifth target, like what the mm-hmm. heck are you doing here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're gonna score a lot of like he's gonna throw the ball three yards and it's going to be like a I'm telling you dude 70 a 75 yard, yard dump off to Tyree yeah. kills a 75 yard passing touchdown for Tua yep um yeah I wouldn't sell Tua yet for this um and, and maybe a lot of it is because of Deshaun Watson but I also I do right. kind of believe in Tua mm-hmm. but you need you're going to need a second quarterback because Watson's out for literally 13 weeks or mm-hmm. 12 weeks and maybe you play him in week 13 maybe you don't I don't know he looked rusty so that, but yeah, that's to be expected for sure. Uh, really true there. Yo, Jen's trying to tear down from T Higgins for a wide receiver. Plus I have a lot of T Higgins, 12 team superflex, one PPR, two tight end premium. Would you trade T Higgins for a Monra plus two twenty three seconds? No Shooting for a first already assuming a decline. Yeah, I would not do this for a second. I got to get an asset that can be I can at least dream could be Higgins and Amonra, even though I love him, he's not that. No. Yeah. You need the first. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it probably would get declined. I think because it's a 23 first, but I'm not doing it for Amon Ra and, and less than a first. Zeke and dubs or Dobbs. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Romeo. I think it should be. I th- like he should take on the dubs nickname. 
because like yeah. you know dubs for w's man right so, yeah I, my name has nothing to do with it and I, I wouldn't mind people calling me dubs so <laughs> uh i'm taking saquon yes pretty easily uh but i agree with our commander i don't really like zeke or saquon well you're wrong on one of those so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i don't know if that giants offense could be it, it's either gonna be like just the it's gonna be musty television like with tony and wandale and saquon, and saquon. like it's or it's gonna be like i don't know it's gonna be just gross all the time. It's going to be must-see television, I think, in a multiple different ways. In complete opposite ends of the right. spectrum. <laughs> Zach, what's up, dude? Love the show, gentlemen. You guys are do you guys do some great work. Much better looking than the Wednesday night DLF show. Oh, man, I don't know. That one's close. That's close, Zach. Appreciate close. you. <laughs> Shane, humans aren't alphas. Uh, says the alpha. <laughs> Talk about Shane. conversation. Here. Uh, let's see. See, just had a rookie draft. Got Garrett Wilson at one twelve. What? How? <laughs> That's impressive. So, who um, do you think I, was taken? Pierce was probably taken in the first above him. Mm -hmm. Was Pickens? Um, yes. Um. Was Dobbs? Oh gosh. <laughs> I hope not. Spiller <laughs> was Spiller. Um. um Wait, he gets, I don't he know. 11 people over Wilson. That's crazy. Because yeah, he's already the 105. So you got to get like six people ahead of him. So, like, you put Pickens up there, maybe Jameson Williams, um, maybe Dodson and Watson still, and Sky Moore, and mm -hmm. James Cook, and Pierce. That's seven. So, yeah, I love it. 112. That's fantastic. His outlook might not be great for this year, but the fact that you got him at 112 is fantastic. Great job. You so you won the championship last year, probably, and you got Garrett Wilson as your and first you, round. You added That's Garrett incredible. Wilson. That's great. Yeah, this was going back to the other one. Now trade Pollard. I agree. I, Pollard, I just don't think he's I think he's always a third down running back. I don't know that he's much more. Over package. Yeah. And I think he's older than people think, right? He's 25. Yeah. He's older than AJ Dillon. Ooh. Eckler's fair for the 105 and Gibson. There we go. Let's see. Cannot get my league to trade for Miles Sanders. Oh, who that dude? Here we go. It's got the Pelicans logo there. Olave will be sneaky good this season in New Orleans. Really? I don't think so. Oh. I is that with or without Michael Thomas? <laughs> I think either way, because I I just don't I, I just don't see a scenario where New Orleans passes enough. I think like there's. Just, sorry, go ahead. I was just like I think if all 32 starting quarterbacks coming into the season all stay healthy, Jameis Winston probably has the least pass attempts of all of them. Maybe bottom three or five. Wow, the defense is going to be elite. I mean, like they're not going to want him to just pass the ball like and take a lot of chances. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 I just think the rain, the rains were on him a lot last year. And he, like, if he had played 17, he wouldn't have even had 400 pass attempts based like extrapolating his numbers over 17. Yeah. And that's so low. And I just don't think 
that's why I don't love the passing game options in in New Orleans. Uh, if if Michael Thomas is out, I could see Olave being sneaky good. I think there's definitely an opportunity where he's possibly the second best rookie mm-hmm. in this class for immediate production. Um, possibly even the first, maybe. Um, but I, I definitely think he's going to be better than some of the other rookies drafted ahead of him in year one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll catch up quickly, I think. Sean bundled up Antonio Gibson and Miles Sanders for an early 23 first, which is a great what? deal. He says calculators had it as a loss. This is a good time to maybe remind everybody that like calculators have a tough time no sometimes way. catching up. Well, I think Gibson Not is our a calculator. Bit, it's a little bit gives us a little higher valued in our calculator than he should be. Hold on. I was noticing that the, the, the other day. I just think sometimes calculators has to have a tough time catching up. But now that, well, gosh, even with the ADP being out, it's probably um, so Gibson and Sanders equal a random twenty twenty three first. If we were to put in our calculator mm. that it's an early first, the first almost doubles the Gibson Sanders side. Archery. Yeah, the... Okay. So yeah, she... no. <laughs> he doesn't have the, you didn't lose DLF. You didn't That's use why. DLFs. That's There's... why. Got to use the DLF. <laughs> Phil moved CD lamb and Damian Pierce for Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen. Ooh. Ooh, that's tight. Um, yeah, the age, the age for the wide receivers is not fun, but I like selling off of Damian Pierce. I think yeah. I would take the digs and Keenan Allen side, and then I would try to move Keenan Allen for something. Not because I hate Keenan Allen, actually, I I love Keenan Allen. I just yeah, he's thirty, almost thirty one. So this is gonna sound like I don't like CD Lamb, and that's not true. But um, trade the theoretical production for the real production in this case. Hmm. Yes. I think Allen is falling off, but I had great if you're really trying to push people. It should be. You won that deal, Sean. Let's see. People tell me what calculator they use to try to beat the system. That's oh smart. Meta. Hit that like button, says Ed. 70 plus in here, only 14 likes. Come on. I forgot to tell everybody that it literally makes Addison smile every time the like button is hit. So look, I think somebody always into the comments says like every time the like button is pushed, Addison gets his wings. So yeah. yeah. Can't wait to, for Cal to finish his setup. Yeah, it's not all the way done yet. Oh, Cal's gonna look. I have so many recommendations for you. I know it's not all the way done. It's it's, it's gonna get there, Corey. It, I it's come a long way in a short time here, but it'll get there. One Shane, why you hate Burrow. Shane hates Burrow too, huh? Thoughts on CEH? I know it's hard to give your real feelings when Tyler is here because he hates him, but it seems Rojo is on the cup bubble. Maybe Pacheco is really the RB1. First of all, I have no problem uh, giving my real opinion on Glad Edwards Alaire, whether Tyler's here or not. But um, I, I think he, I think there are reasons to think that he could be more productive than his, than what you're paying for him right now. Sure. But I don't think his value is ever going to be that high because people are always going to hate on him. I, I don't know what he would have to right. do this season. He'd have to have like Brian Westbrook, like vintage season 
Oh, man. like if he was a top 10 running back, we would still find ways to take like, you know, right. A lot of other running backs ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they'll sign Zeke next year. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, Will's back. What's up, Will? Appreciate up, you Will? tuning in. Let's see. Yeah. We did kind of talk about CEH earlier. Let's see. Will's got a question here about Gibson while we're on the topic. On Chase, T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, and DK Metcalf. Running backs, you got Lenny, Monty, and Herbert, Aaron Jones, Gibson, and McKissick. Damian Pierce got offered Mooney for Gibson straight up. Should I take Gibson's it? Gibson's gone. Mooney. Yeah, take Mooney. Gibson's gone. <laughs> Let's see. I would sell T. I don't think the Bengals resign him. I don't know why they Ooh. wouldn't. I have not heard anybody really bring that up. I don't know why they wouldn't resign him either. I mean, they drafted Chase when they had Higgins and like needed offensive line help. So I, this is a team that's gonna invest in wide receivers, right? Especially because when they get to that point, you can kind of get off of Mixon as well. Mm, so like, as Mixon's contract kind of comes off the books and, um don't really go so much for defensive players. You know, you can sign both Burrow and Higgins. Right. So Rob is in a 10 team, half PPR, Superflex, Traylon Burks, or Chris Godwin. Definitely Godwin. Godwin. Yes. Yeah, this was from earlier. Value differences between first, seconds, and thirds. Wow. Okay. Theory. Um, <laughs> so generally, you would like to say that like two of one of them equals the one above, right? So two seconds equals the first, two thirds equals the second. Hmm. That's what you would like to say. I don't think that's actually necessarily the case, especially too, because not all firsts are equal. So hmm. the 203 and the 206 might equal the 112. And that's a right. first, mm -hmm. but is that good? Is that, is, is that the value that you want? You know, like you're not getting to, you're not getting the one Oh three for two seconds. <laughs> right. Um, so it's kind of almost like within, within the rounds themselves, they almost kind of have many tiers to where it's kind of like two back end firsts equals an early first to then where maybe two, seconds equals a back end first you know and then you can kind of snowball from there on your way down um yeah i think that's the best that's the best i can do on that one i love it you, you got really excited about that question like way more excited than i thought you would <laughs> I love that was it. a good question i love it but it, that's another one that's just kind of hard to answer in this kind of a format um tyler would also be able to answer this so eloquently too well, and it's really tough, I think, to like, because you're not going to trade two 23 seconds for a 23 first. Like, that's just not a real deal that anybody's going to be doing right now. Like, no. I just, so it is a little difficult to, to make more practical. But, um, once you know the positions, then it, it becomes on which draft, right? Because it's right, right now that, uh, <laughs> Corey, no, help I get me, Corey, help me, Corey. 
I get what you're saying though, that like, you know, it is very draft dependent because as of right now, in this class, you might not want to trade two seconds for a late first because the tier differences might not be all that great to where the value might actually be better for you to drop down. Um, and it's kind of similarly, you're not able to trade the 108 and the 110 for the 101. <laughs> right. Like you're not you're not getting Brees Hall for that. So it is a lot of very draft class dependent, very draft position dependent. Um, yeah. That's a good question, though. It is a good question. JB, uh, have, a, have a running back needy team with shallow rosters. Herbert and Pacheco are on waivers. Oh, who should you prioritize? Herbert. Herbert's the right answer, but I might. Is he hurt for the entire year? That's not true, right? No, I didn't see that. Right? Not no. the entire year. I don't think so. I... Two days. He returned to practice two days ago. Pacheco, though, like, I almost feel like. Gosh, if you could get him and trade him. But if Pacheco was already on waivers, what does that tell you about the league? I just wonder if this is like after the draft and like they haven't run waivers yet, maybe. Mm. Like they had a rookie Uh, draft. Like I'd still rather have Herbert. Herbert has more value than Pacheco right now, even with the hype. Herbert, we've actually seen Herbert in a real NFL game succeed and do well Mm -hmm. for fantasy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm prioritizing Herbert of the two 12 team PBR, Mike Evans, Cooper cup, and a 23 third for Devonta Smith, 23 first and a 24 first, uh, cup side, man, even getting two first round picks. I think two first round picks is about the going price for cup. And I'd rather have Mike Evans than Devonta Smith. It's true. Yeah. Mike Evans in a third for the Smith. Yeah. Now you're right. 27 round auction, six round rookie draft. Holy moly. I like it. That's fun. <laughs> this took forever. This took oh, 100%. This took weeks. <laughs> the Magoon, uh, 10 team Superflex PBR, one and a half tight end premium. Start 10, first dynasty startup with tight end premium. I think we did this one. We did this one earlier. Yes. Yeah. Kid Coop, 12 teams, Superflex, Kyler, Godwin, Spiller, or Lamb, 23 first, 24 first, Gabriel Davis. Um, this is I, Kyler. I, I'm taking Kyler, the, the only side with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Godwin, you get Godwin as well. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna consolidate a lot of that into Kyler and Godwin. If instead of Gabe Davis, it was like Elijah Moore, maybe. If instead of Gabe Davis, it was a mid QB two. Mm. I like that. Would you trade a mid 23 second for Chase Edmonds? Yes. 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 Uh, Burrow seems like a nice guy. Sure. He seems like a winner for sure. I don't know if nice is the word I'd use for him. Um, fun. He's like awesome i love that guy okay uh what are you doing jerry judy haven't heard much about him lately that's true he's very quiet on the Mm -hmm. jerry judy front 
I like him a lot. I've I've said multiple times, both on here on the channel and videos and stuff, that I think, and Tyler will disagree, but I think that both Broncos wide receivers are in for potentially being wide receiver ones, both of them simultaneously, like Russ did with DK and um, Lockett in twenty twenty. Imagine if they get volume. Yeah, like he didn't even really have that much volume, right? And DK and Lockett were well, he both. Threw- yeah, he threw 550 pass attempts that year, which yeah. was the most he's ever thrown in his career ever. And mm-hmm. he supported two wide receiver ones. Right. <laughs> Tyler is in the chat, by the way. And oh, says, nice. Tyler does disagree. <laughs> but I, you're not up here, so I can say whatever whatever I want. That's so, right. That's right. With no repercussions. <laughs> uh, Chad Booth and Rebuild traded Mixon, Robinson for Elijah Moore, Elijah Mitchell in, a, in 2-3. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Mitchell, Mixon, and is that Wandale? No, it's got to be James or Allen. Yeah. Whoever of the Robinsons, I'm taking Elijah squared. Me too. There you go. like that. (laughs) Washington isn't that creative. That was to to move uh, Gibson, the wide receiver. No. It's true. If you are trying to trade away Antonio Gibson in a 12-team Superflex half PPR, what's a realistic return? Anything. I mean, <laughs> a 23-third right now? It seems like... I think you can get a second. I don't I don't know, man. Could you know. get Ramondre? Or are you Rashad doing that White? the other way? I don't think you're doing that the other way. I don't either. know, dude. Gibson is such a hard asset to sell right now just because nobody likes him and nobody wants him. Um, it's almost honestly probably better advice right now to just hold Antonio Gibson than it is to kind of sell, even though I do really, really want to sell. But it's just like if you're not getting anything great, it's not worth it. Oh, the trades involving him are awful. Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> They're awful. You can't trade him. I mean, honestly, like it has to be a comparable player at the running back position that you feel confident in starting. Um, or you could be in a league with somebody who's like in his family. Like, <laughs> or is that the only Washington fan? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Will, shout out about your, your video about Cook. You liked it. Thank you, Will. Probably well, why today. he made the trade he made. Today's right? video. So go watch it if you haven't. Abel, what kind of value does George Pickens have right now? Is he a sell high or a hold? Full PPR, one QB. Let's answer that one first. What do you think? Um, I don't think Pickens is a sell high right now, unless you're getting like crazy value. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. So, for example, I would sell Pickens for a 23 first. Um, we'll get that out of the way. Um, anything or for kind Wilson. of. Uh, what? Yes, you kind of have to, right? Do I have to? Or... <laughs> um, I don't think you're making that move either way, to be honest with you. I think if you have Garrett Wilson, you're not selling for George Pickens. Hmm. And I think vice versa as well, too. I think you're riding both of those roller coasters, if especially if you drafted both those players in rookie drafts. You know? Um, otherwise, I think he's kind of a hold. You know, I, I thought this and I thought throughout the draft season that George Pickens had one of the highest, if not the highest ceiling in this entire draft of wide receivers. 
uh because he he's like that good and that much of a potential like wide receiver one for a team mm-hmm. um and if that shows out he's going to be fantastic you know to where any trade that we make right yeah. now even trades that we might view as great sell highs right now we might look at in two or three years and be like we could have got george pickens for that <laughs> right it's I just yeah. think his upside, he's with a target hog now, at least for the next two years. Like he's, I just, like, I I love him. I just think he's going to be more. <sighs> if he's on the field, he's going to be great. There's that stat, um, quality analytics. Um, he's an amazing follow for analytics and DFS and a bunch of stuff like that. He basically did work and and this might seem obvious to you, uh, but he basically plotted the regression line between to show the correlation between snaps and targets and mm. basically showed that as you play more snaps, your target go, your targets go up. So really it's more about unless you're Ian Thomas with Carolina. Yes. So unless you're Ian Thomas, that dude was um, just doing cardio on the field. Right. So essentially team. it's just, if an, if your team brought in another wide receiver, but that other wide receiver is not expected to bump you off the field, we really shouldn't be expecting all that much of a target share change for that player that was quote unquote replaced. Right. Mm -hmm. So as long as George Pickens is on the field, I think that he has a good chance to see six, seven, eight targets a game, even with Deontay Johnson, you know, that might come at the expense of Chase Claypool at Najee Harris at Pat Fryermuth. But I think if George Pickens is that talented, he's going to get targeted. Right. How many so, passes per game is Mitch Trubisky slash Pickett, whatever? I mean, probably 30. That's like relatively average, 30. You know, the higher end guys are at 35 plus. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's at like 25. It's like if, if he's throwing 30 passes a game. Yeah. And Deontay I, gets 10. Pickens yeah. gets eight. Fryermuth gets six. You know, Najee gets four or five. I like Not it. Unreasonable. Thomas straight away Juju for a 23 first. Congratulations. Nice. Yep. I'm surprised that was even able to happen. Offered a mid late first, and I was turned down for Pickens. Wow. Now what I do? Wait, where'd you go, Addison? Are you there? Is it me or is it you? That's when it's two, it's hard to tell. I froze. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many picks should I give up trying to acquire DeAndre Swift? 10 team, one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, two flex. How many picks? The 10 team um, league? Two. Two firsts. The 10 team league. One QB, three. I think three. Ooh. 10 team? You need a you need a stud. I'm willing to pay up. All right. DK and, and Garrett Wilson for Pitts and a one and a half tight end premium. Yes, done. Do it. Pitt. Would you trade Chill and Burks for a 23 first? Yes. Yep. See Garrett Wilson and Drake London conversations. <laughs> <laughs> How much fab for Pacheco? Uh like five, ten percent, maybe max. Bingo. And somebody's gonna be willing to pay so much more. Right, you're probably not getting Pacheco. Right, not for that. 
Uh, Sean Deegan saw Peter Howard's video on Pat Fryermuth, and I'm now trying to get nice. Pat. Thoughts on this deal? James Connor for Fryermuth and a 23 third. He's rebuilding. Okay. Um, you have to get rid of Connor. Right. Could you get a second? Could you do Fryermuth in a second? If you're able to find a team that has that is contending and needs a running back, you might be able to pull away Fryermuth in a second. I think that's pretty probable. Yeah. I think so too. I the third is nothing. Right. I'd almost rather have a player at that point. Right. You know, like take a shot on a wider seat, like Fryermuth and Jalen Tolbert. It sounds better to me than Fryermuth in a third. Fryermuth in a twenty-four second. Would you do that? In, I think yeah. any second in Fryermuth, I'm in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of going down in 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 rounds in twenty-three, push it out a little bit. Yep, that works too. Uh, Tyler Pillow, Giants offense just needs Jones to be serviceable and not terrible. That's kind of true. They're kind of the same. Like I've been saying that about Tua. Like there's so much speed on that offense. It's kind of the same in New York, just not as like high level talent. But it is kind of like if Joe, if if all this offense really becomes is slant routes and screen passes, like Jones could be fine. <sighs> we'll see. I don't think he's great, but yeah. The offensive the Giants line, want to succeed. The offensive line looks bad. I mean, I, I don't know. It just looks bad to me. Maybe if not. The, the Giants Chicago are going to succeed. But... Saquon's going to have about 95 screen pass receptions. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Fourth round rookie running back over a top 10 NFL draft capital receiver. A terrible process decision. I don't know. That was that what, Damian what... Pierce one at the very beginning. Oh, right. Yes. It was Pierce or I forget who it was. Yeah, I don't Garrett know. Bit. Oh, is yeah. that Garrett Wilson and Pierce? Is that somebody drafting so. Pierce over Wilson? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, Daniel, hey, I could use some help. I am the commissioner of a of a league with a one QB, one running back, one flex, two wide receiver, one tight end, and then another flex. I guess maybe that's a full running back, wide receiver, tight end flex. Put it up to a vote and to add a second running back spot. But everyone said. I can choose. Hmm. Would you add a running back spot? Ah, uh, it's a tough question. Yeah, this is very preferential, right? And I don't. What league is this where everybody's just like, ah, eh, you decide if you want to add a running <laughs> back a, spot it's or an not? Interesting league. <laughs> they seem pretty chill. Maybe it's a cool little like, like my home league is like that. Like a home we league, have a dynasty yeah. and a redraft league where it's just kind of like my commission's like. How's everybody feel about another flex spot? We're all like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Do it's it. got to be redraft and it's got to be like they haven't drafted yet. Uh, That's my guess. It's got to be nobody in Dynasty League's like, sure, add whatever, you know, true. Try to add a true, true, true. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't, I don't feel like I'm of any help for you because I feel like I'm your league. I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what, Daniel? You decide. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tyler, the king will return very soon. Tyler, we're definitely looking forward to that. You're going to be scared of me. No. We should get a Lord of the Rings clip or something. I I do think I argue with Tyler more than anybody else that he normally has on there with him. But 
don't know. You gotta push back a little bit, but Tyler's pretty sharp, man. He's he's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing. He looks at this stuff a lot. He thinks about it. So Sean, 12 teams we reflect. So should I trade a top three, 23 first and Pollard for Brees Hall? This is the Pollard. How many teams has Pollard been on in your league, Sean? I feel like he's been on every team already. <laughs> uh I'm a contender is not my first. Trading one of my main competitors so weakens his squad and it helps mine. Um, do we, we answer this? First. I think we answered a similar-ish question earlier on yeah, I think early first him. and Pollard. I think That's I true. still keep Brees, man. Plus, you're going to... Yeah, I like the extra level here where he gets to weaken his main competitor. So I like that. Do it. Traded Kenny Pickett for a 23 first. What are your thoughts? Love it. Love it? Really? Yeah, I'll take a 23 first. Hmm. There's going to be like five oh, quarterbacks in the next year's class. I was thinking about this Kenny backwards. No, My bad. You want the 23 first I, over Kenny Pickett. I want the 23 first. Pickett's still not even the best quarterback in this class. Uh, Sam Howell. Justice for Howell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Y'all really think the Bengals resigning Burrow, Chase, and T? Why not? Uh, they are, If they use the same bank that the Rams use, it's very possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand the salary cap. I don't know how things work like that, but... If the Bengals want to resign all three of these guys, they're going to resign all three of them. Mixon can probably be gone. Boyd will probably be gone. Jesse Bates will be gone. You know, but they're going to keep all three of them. T. Higgins can't. What T. Higgins has two years left? Yes. He's so got this year and next year. Long way away. And they could also. If they really wanted to, they pro probably wouldn't end up having, but they could franchise Burrow and Chase and save a year. Yeah. Um, and it also helps that Chase is a year after both of these guys. So they could front load a lot of this stuff and then, you know, or they, they have maneuverability with the difference of a year to do some stuff. Yeah. I don't know, understand the cap. So it's going to happen. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I like your idea of them having the same bank as the Rams because the Ram it's not real for the Rams. No, it's not. I don't know how they signed Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, and, and then they just got Allen Robinson. I I, I really don't know. Dynasty PPR Superflex. I'm a contender with no major needs. Congratulations. B Rob is my RB five, but should I trade away B Rob for Christian Kirk? Ooh, yes, I like that. Cash in. Could you do better than Kirk right now? Um, Possibly, depending on how people think about Christian Kirk. Maybe, yeah. I want to say maybe not right now. Like the Brian Robinson hype is there, but people still see that this is like a three-headed monster in Washington. Like Gibson is yeah. still there. So is McKissick. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's... Right. It's not an uh, offense you're going to want a piece of, in my opinion. No, not really. Um, Christian Kirk, you might not want a piece of e either. Like, I totally get that argument, but I think this is a good sell. I, I would do this. Would you trade him for Claypool? <laughs> Robinson? Probably not. No. 
Tony? Yeah, I would do Tony. I could do that. Vice on adding two expansion teams. Um, I like the idea. So my home redraft, or sorry, my home dynasty team, we expanded from, we started out with eight. Because at the time, all of us only had eight friends. Um, and then, so we moved it to 10 a couple years later. And essentially the way that we did it was everybody dropped five players. Hmm. Um, and then, so then that player pool of those 50 players plus whoever was currently on the waiver wire was the pool that those teams got to draft from. Um, mm-hmm. we had rules like you had to, uh, like we had kind of like we set like uh, position limits. So like if you had like more than four quarterbacks, you had to drop one kind mm-hmm. of thing because it was super flex, you know? So like you can only, you, you and we only really just did that for that one specific time. Like we don't have position limits, but just so that there was a, some sort of a quarterback for these teams to have. And then both those guys, they went in knowing that their teams might suck. Um, yeah. And I think we, we, uh, we gave them the 101 and the 102 that year. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Is, I think do you we, give flipped, the we flipped the coin as to who got it, I think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we did some sort of thing where it was like, you got first pick in the expansion, so then the other person gets 101. That might or not you actually end up have been fair. But I think you include the picks in the expansion. Like They or can maybe choose that. the picks. Yeah. That's what I would do. This was a few years ago, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm fuzzy on the details, but that's essentially the grand overview on how we did that. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, and and I think maybe we didn't even charge them for that year either. For like the first year, we didn't make them pay. Because like I said, they knew they were going to suck. Right. Um, but yeah, actually, since then, like... those two teams, the one team made the championship last year. And the other team has been a playoff team every, every single year except for that first year. So they turned it around pretty quickly. <laughs> Addison's a pro. I was literally every follow-up question I was going to ask. You you nailed it. You hit it. Mm. Our commander loves the show. Thank you. Appreciate that, commander. Appreciate that you tuning Spider-Man? in. Do what? In his profile picture. Spider-Man. It kind of looks like him. Ah, uh, that just reminded me of a Mr. Beast episode, like um, interview that I heard, and I'm not like I couldn't pick. Mr. Beast out of lineup, but like I, what? <laughs> I listened to an interview of him and I like love the guy now. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. I watch like everything that he does because he's like, and I honestly, he's one of those guys where like I prefer watching interviews with him than like mm-hmm. his actual like content just because I think he's like brilliant. He is he's brilliant. Awesome. Like, seriously, that's what jumped out to me. And the reason why Spider Man sent that yeah. is because. He started a Spanish channel where it's like oh, he, his he has a couple of them. He has a couple of them. Yeah, he's got like all kind of stuff. But he 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 got the actor who did the voice dub for Spider-Man to be his voice. What? Yes. That's dope. So people are like, is Mr. B Spider-Man? Like, and apparently he's got some like big anime person that's doing the um Japanese mm. dub as well. Like, he's just He's just next level. He's such a baller. Only Mr. Beast would be able to do something like that. He also, listen to this. He also was worried about, um, this is off topic, whatever. We're two hours and 11 minutes in. 
he was talking about how um he's worried about like his words being mixed up so three independent people transcribe it and if it matches then they send it if it doesn't they go back this is way more production than i thought went into his dub channels. right i know i'm telling you but like, it, it, i i mean it makes sense it's mr beast he's 110 percent or nothing so yeah he's not accidentally viral and getting he's got over 200 million subscribers between all of his channels i was gonna say he just hit 100 million on youtube he did a whole he gave away a private island to somebody for that insane <laughs> he said he said he was okay uh, uh, we'll move on after, after i say this he's he said he he finally upgraded his um his living situation only because he got his house got broken in but like i did see that too yeah, yeah but like basically like he doesn't spend any money like he just well he says that everything that he makes in his youtube channel he reinvests back into it so it's like i made five million dollars in ad revenue through youtube this year so that means i get to spend five yep. million dollars on my videos for the next month incredible he's insane i just love smart people talking about what they're passionate about and he's one of those mm -hmm. spock my only qbs are kyler and car at 12 team superflex i have three 23 first would you guys go about it i'm trying to compete this year i wouldn't do anything different right now i i think mm -hmm. car is in a really good spot mm -hmm. like that they're going to be chasing points. I mean, look at the offenses in that division. Like that's, yeah. they're going to score a lot. And, and the addition of Dante Adams definitely doesn't hurt. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be doing anything differently either. This is kind of the same advice as uh, when we talked about earlier, like trading multiple first for Najee, right? Where it's like, um, if, if you think that you're a contender now without making a move, then you might not need to make that move. Um, and you will mm -hmm. find out in season if you should make that move or not. Um, because if you are three and one, but then something kind of happens or um, or maybe you need a fill-in player, you might not have to spend all that for an elite level player. Maybe you just need a, a sub for a week, right? Like go mm -hmm. get Jared Goff for a second and then you're back. You're right back on track. Um, whereas vice versa, if you're, you know, you start out one and three, one and four, because you weren't actually a contender, you'll be grateful that you didn't make that move because then you have future picks to work with, you know, that, that you can do more with to help you out. So bingo. I think you're good right now. Keep going. Edwin Superflex 10 team start 10 full PPR. Would you trade AJ Brown for DJ Moore and it in two twenty four seconds? No, I'll take AJ Brown. Me too. If it was a first, if it was a 23 or 24 first, I would do it, but not seconds. Good stuff, guys. Ask DLF Tuesdays are always a good night. That's right. Appreciate you Thank joining you us here, Ridley Truther. Thanks for the advice, guys. Appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you, you for tuning in. 12 teams, Superflex, tiered PPR. Would you move AJ Brown for two first? Are they both 23? They'd have to be, right? Jaden, you're still in here. Are they both 23? Or is it one, uh, 23, 24? not contending i think i did this move actually you got the first mm -hmm. let me see what i got because i do think i i got two twenty three first. i think i would do Pretty that sure i think i would that. i think i would sell aj brown for that because um that does seem like a little bit more than what his trade value currently is i think adp he said one of each so it's a 23 and a 24. 
Okay. Um, so that's that's um, a little closer now. <laughs> uh, mm. Ooh, tough. Did you find your trade? I, I'm looking now. I'll give you just a second. Um, knowing that, gosh, knowing that you don't have any chance of competing here, I'd probably still do it. I'd probably still do it. <sighs> this is a hard, that's like right where like the value I think is. So right? I don't think I would do, if I had Jalen Waddle, I wouldn't do it. Okay. If you had Higgins. Mm. Ooh. Oh gosh, maybe. That's tough. I think with AJ Brown, the one reason why, if I know I'm not a contender, the one reason why is because, like, and look, it can happen to anybody, but there is some injury history. So I feel like you're banking like the value of those first is not gonna go down. The AJ Brown right. as an asset is more risky. The uh, DLF trade analyzer has this as 640 for the picks, 580 for AJ Brown. So that gives you a rough difference of a of the 212. I don't know how to find my trade. I, I can't navigate MFL <laughs> ever. <laughs> it always um, takes me too long. All right, Jaden. I I um I'm taking the picks. He said that he also he has a 23 first next year too. So if he hits good picks, his goal is to compete next year. There you go. T Fish, Kelly, you do a great job hosting the show. Addison, always look forward to your input every Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate Thank that. You. And uh yeah, it's been fun to you know have me and Addison here. I, this is a this has been a lot of fun. Oh, oh I, we could do it again. It. Right at the end. <laughs> Hang on, uh, this is I'm going to keep going. Um, another great show. Appreciate all your work. You two are great. Yeah, that was what you were saying. Okay, here we go. Talk about this one. 23 first and third enough for Pittman. Uh, oh, geez. Um, uh, is a 23 first and a third enough for Pittman? I think for most people that is. And... Boy, I don't know. I actually, I don't know if I would take Pittman or a 23 first because you really have to believe that Pittman is going to break out this year. Cause like if he doesn't and he gets Terry McLaurin, everybody's taking that 23 first, right? Um, everybody, I think he's in a solid situation. I just don't like, and I know Matt Ryan is an upgrade. I just don't know if he's an upgrade enough to warrant the current price that Michael Pittman is right now. Gosh. I feel like Pittman is pretty high on the list of like if I could know the outcome of what one player was going to do, it would be Pittman. this year. He's pretty high up there because I can see a scenario where with Matt Ryan, he just like he's got a hundred and fifty targets and he is Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yeah, but then I can also see a scenario where he's nothing. You know, like he's not nothing, but I mean, like he's I'm trying to think of another good example of how he could fall off or who, who that would be. But it's, I mean, basically the, the last couple people that really disappointed 
based on the hype that they got were like Juju and Terry McLaurin. DJ Moore disappointed based on the price that he got to, but he's still great, you know? Yeah, Ridley upside for the Pittman-Ryan connection, yeah. Like, if that's actually what's going to happen here, then I'm taking Pittman over the 23 first. Um, right. If I could know that. I just don't... Oh, gosh, I don't know that I'm going to invest in that. Apparently, I mean, every every report out of camp is just saying that Pittman is just lighting everything up. And it also helps that he plays Jacksonville and Houston for four games. So... Does <laughs> it doesn't hurt? Yeah, Jaden says great show, y'all. Have a great night. And before my yeah, see Spider Man at Epic. Oh, at Epic, yeah. That was one thing that my wife and I we wanted to go see the campus because apparently it's insane. Um, their campus that they have over there because like the CEO or whoever is like a total nerd. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Love some Penn State hype. But yeah, apparently like the Epic Campus has like it's got like uh, a Harry Potter thing going on and like a Star Trek thing going on. We never made it over there, even though we lived like 20 minutes away from it. But well, if I had known that there was a Spider-Man statue at the Epic Healthcare. Oh, the fake out. Oh. K-Mac blocked. He's going to block you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody asked us non-fantasy questions like i feel like we we get a lot of oh. non-fantasy questions every week but... all right we'll end it on this one because this was a and you might have seen this on twitter who's the greatest mlb player of all time barry bonds <laughs> who do you say Pittsburgh, okay so my I mean, answer like, my answer is hank there. aaron my answer is hank aaron Oh gosh, I could um, go a long way before I mention Hank Aaron. Wow! So I, I love tweeted out the Braves. Go ahead, but and Hank. Aaron. <laughs> so I tweeted out um, my one friend, diehard Cardinals fan, mm-hmm. loves him, loves them, and everything. So um, he's been telling me for the past like two years that if slash when Pujols hits seven hundred. He has a bid for the goat because of because he's like it's like a LeBron James kind of thing where it's like you know all time hits Pujols like fourth and then it's like all time like extra bases Pujols third now all time home runs sure. Pujols would be like fourth you know RBIs Pujols is like top five like all that kind of stuff so uh so that was and and so whenever Pujols hit what he hit like 693 I think last night so I shared that on Twitter that my friend said that and um it roused up some Barry Bonds fans I'll tell you that That's funny so when I said Bonds it was like <laughs> but you're in, you're in Pittsburgh how could you not like his seasons in Pittsburgh are Cuz I wasn't alive Cal <laughs> That's true <laughs> Barry Bonds the thing I was trying to look up and see, and I don't see the number, but he also had gold gloves. And that's part of the thing that you, you didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people were arguing was that um, Bonds has the awards. Yeah. Um, well, he's a good defensive player. Big one, and the, the defensive stuff. So it's just kind yeah. of like Bonds has a lot of it. All right. I'm excited to listen to what Addison has to say about my setup and I appreciate everybody tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. Addison, any last words? Um, Professor chaos. I will take Pittman in the first. There you go. Have a good (laughs) night. Yeah. Next week. Later.